Mike Kissarm. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 162 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill. I am joined today by Andy. What's up, everybody? And the voice of reason, 69th Blizzard on the board, Ken. Hello. And partner in crime for the weekend, Lonnie, St. Louis Kiss. What's up? Gentlemen, let's do some news. It's obvious what we're going to be talking about today. But uh, when I got back from Atlanta, sitting on my desk was Alan's absolutely Mm. exquisite Kiss Budokan 78 magazine. I'm not going to show you anything inside of it because you got to buy it for yourself. It is sick. It is insane. It is wonderful. If you think Alan did fantastic and beautiful work with his previous publications, this one may well be my favorite of the lot. It is just absolutely beautiful. So where can you, can you find Alan? Baelish at gmail.com. That is B-A-L-I-S-H. Baelish. I say Baelish just because I've been in America a long time and that's how we do A's here. Um, <laughs> other news. This is important. Kiss Army Warehouse, our friends there, have announced the 20th anniversary Indie Expo. And you know what? I'm doing a dealer table there this year. I'm making my return, my first time back in Indie since 2000, which was then my second and their third expo there. So I can't wait. That is the We week. might suck it up and go. Oh, you should. I think it yeah, might be. the first time. If we do, it will be the first time. They have... It'll probably be run a little bit better. <laughs> Uh, it will be we'll run a, a damn sight better. Of course, all <laughs> oh. the people involved in that have done a great job of it over the years, and it has grown, has a great reputation. So that's being held in Indy May 12th and 13th. And, uh, again, I'll be there. If you bought Eight. any of our books previously, you want them signed, bring them on in. We'll talk more about that in a few minutes. Also announced, August the 25th in Nashville at the Palace, the Rockin' Pod Expo 2. If you missed it last year... It's going to be bigger and better. Obviously, a lot of lessons were learned about how to uh, kind of do it. It's a podcast theme. Obviously, there are a lot of KISS podcasts, but there's also a lot of not KISS podcasts. Some of the you know, great ones like Talking Metal were there last year. Uh, Lee McCormick and the uh, Tramps Like Us podcast. Uh, Joe Lamoureux. All tons of non-KISS related, but there's also KISS. And last year, there were record dealers. So right now, that one's being put together, but August the 25th. Speaking of Nashville, oh, Derek, no. Derek Christopher is hinting uh, at a possible expo there featuring. He already put it up. Okay, he well, already, he put a date, but he already put up. No date Nashville. yet. No date yet, but he's yeah, hinting so you know that. Yeah, what's going to uh, happen? Uh, ching, 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 ching. I'm on the money hog mode, so let's just take it while I can get it. Ah, okay, we'll go there after. <laughs> so we'll go there after, of course. Uh, if that happens, then I will be there. I've already published, uh, posted oh. some pictures of a uh, Nashville-specific cool. book. And uh, Nashville also, the uh, vault is coming up there. And Vinny said yes. He is going to show up at Gene's Nashville Vault event to get his copy of the vault and see those two on stage for the first time since 1984. So who knows what may happen? You know, while we're talking about a vault, hey, Ken, did, Ken, did you get your vault yet? Law now, so yeah, I'll Ken, did you get your hugs. vault yet? Ken, do you have a vault? Are you, <laughs> no. Are you listening to it? Yeah. Uh, do you have a... Do you have a uh, okay, here. T- tell us about it. What's going on? Let me give you the timeline of this thing. Okay, I, I got this all on paper here. I wrote it all down. So, 
I ordered it, of course, the first day it was available on uh, September 12th, okay? Um, October, we got an email saying, hey, here, here, you're scheduled for January 6th, so the, you know, uh, the vlog experience. So, okay, that's cool. Uh, 12-5, December 5th, we get a email saying the pre-pack is shipping. That's that pre-pack where it gives you the gold ticket and uh, this Gene Simmons vault shirt and so on um, and the lanyard and whatever. Um, but three days later, it says, oh, that's been delayed because, well, we had the fires in L.A., which I understand. Um, but that was pretty bad stuff going on down there. And, you know, so nothing to complain about that. But then you had on 1214, we were given two options to either pick up our vault when we're down there, when we go uh, meet Gene Simmons and so on, uh, or we can get it shipped for free, free shipping. So they were just going to ship it free. So I chose since I didn't know if I was going to be able to fit in my car and, and I didn't know if you know, I wanted to lug it around or whatever. Um, I said, well, I'll get it shipped. So I chose that option. And then on twelve fifteen the next day, uh, they updated. They said, "Well, yeah, we updated your order for shipping. Okay, that's cool. You know, everything's going good." So, then twelve nineteen, uh, or no, twelve also twelve fifteen. Another email comes out saying, uh, "Vault will begin shipping early January." Okay, that's the key thing here. Early January is going to be shipping, uh, and with a six to eight, they said six to eight week delivery. Um, and then I, I would also, at that time, receive my, my tracking number. I said, okay, all right, fine. Uh, then, uh, four days later, we get another email from the customer service there and says, your vault will be shipped four to six weeks before your vault experience. Okay, well, at that time, that's two weeks, around two weeks or so before our experience. I was like, well, wait a minute. How is it going to be shipped four to six weeks? Well, so far that didn't happen. Maybe it's going to happen down the road for some people. I don't know, but it, that never happened. So then 1221, I get another email saying it's going to be shipped early January again. Okay. Then on 1-2, we get details about the vault and where to meet and the itinerary. Uh, the schedule and all that stuff, where to park. Also, we got another one on the day before, the 5th, Friday the 5th of January, saying, you know, where to park and where to line up at the Capitol building. So that was all cool. All right. So when I was at that experience, and I mentioned this before, I, I talked to Sherry there, who's actually a very nice person, and, yeah. and a lot of the emails going back and um, had said that I don't think they shipped out yet because I asked her, did they ship? Uh goes, no, no, no. Yeah, they, thanks, Julian. <laughs> Got to show off a little bit. Then I, Keith was there. He goes, no, I think I think they shipped la, on last Thursday or something like that. But that was even wrong at that point. So I was, like, I was confused at that point. So then on the 9th, uh, on the 9th, I sent an email and asked them about it. They said, we don't know when the boss are going to ship. And that is three uh, days after your freaking vault experience. Yeah, and I could have picked up one there. Um, they were going to allow me to pick, pick up one until I told them. I said, no, I got mine being shipped to me. You were so, honest. 
Eh, you know. <laughs> I'm honest. You're right. I'll try. Uh, so then also <laughs> on the ninth, receive photos. We got the photos, you know, from that, from that event. All right. On the 10th, Keith, I had, was in contact with Keith, and he said he's getting on this stuff as soon as possible kind of thing. Um, so I thought, oh, that's, well, that's good. Um, and then the 11th, they said, on the 11th of January, said, likely it will ship next week. That was on the 11th of January. Uh, then one week later, on the, on the 18th, it says it's going to be shipping Tuesday, which is the following week. So that's actually really two weeks from that frame. So... Uh, they, they did ask me, or Sherry asked me about my vault luggage tag, which I never received down in Los Angeles. Oh, shit, uh, really? I never got one. No one told me about it. Uh, and no word, I didn't even see the table. I didn't even notice the table where I guess these things were on. Uh, so, whatever. Uh, so, anyway, she says she's going to get it manufactured and shipped out to me. Okay. So, that's cool with that. So, I, I will get that. Uh all right, so 124, what was that, yesterday? Yep. Yeah. All right, I got an email saying they will be going out today. That was the 24th yesterday, right? But then later in the day, <laughs> I got another one saying it's been pushed to 130, which is next week. All right. All right, what? now. Yeah, I know. On the second, you're going to get an email that's going to ask you, what's your address? <laughs> I, know, I, it's, I already gave that. It's like a long, long time ago when they did the, asked if I wanted it shipped. So 125 today, uh, I there was, uh, I guess Keith was inspecting the, uh, the padded shipping boxes that they ordered uh, because, you know, they don't want to damage, of course, during shipment. Uh, but they weren't up to, up to snuff. <laughs> well, you, uh, trust me on this, that uh, I picked up a box on the day of the vault to put mine in, thinking I wanted to protect it. Um, I would not have wanted mine shipped in that fucking box. I mean, the foam. All right, right. Yeah. Can you hear me? I can't hear, hear you, Andy. I don't hear Andy. Either. I can't I don't hear, hear Andy. Andy. <laughs> I think he's just <laughs> Anyway, uh, <laughs> I go on real quick. So today, uh, so they said they were not adequate, so Turn they will on. go out uh, hopefully next, I think next Tuesday or on the 30th or whatever it is. Um, and and mine's supposed to be in that first shipment. I don't know. So that's, that's the latest. Uh, so all you people out there who are on the fence about Fucking whether you want pick, to ship Pick them up. Pick them up in person. Just, just pick it yeah, up. Yeah, don't, don't get them shipped. Uh, uh, because I, I don't, as of right now, I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, Ken, I've, got, I've actually got some very good news for you today. You are actually going to be receiving the bonus 12 CD. And <laughs> here, here it is right here. You're going to be getting the, a copy yeah, yeah, of the yeah, bag CD in order to... Why do you what, have that? Yeah, why do you have that? Why do you so, have that, Julian? The deal is, I, I want to say, though, you know what? I, I, I wanted to try and find out who Bag was, and I did find out who he was from uh, that. And then, of course, Gene put his real name in the, in the vault anyway, so we all became. I want to say customer service, uh, Sherry. Hey, I can hear you. I can hear you. I hear you. Sherry was very, very responsive and great and trying to keep me updated and, and 
is going to give me that tracking number if it shifts out next week. So that looks good. And then, so, and Keith, you know, I'm leaving him alone because he's a busy guy. Yeah, and and, and you know what? He's, <laughs> you know? he's been abused so badly on the Facebook group. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got no I hear you now. What's going on? I can hear you now. We can hear you. can hear you? You. Good. I can't hear you guys. Uh-oh. Son of a bitch. I, I, I think it might be a Skype's anti-monologue filter. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably what it is. I'm sorry. Your rant has exceeded rant length. Mine's, mine's about to end. Though. Lonnie, can you hear us? I hear you. Last words. Now I miss Ken's exciting end of his story. You can watch, yeah. you can watch the show. Okay, so um, Ken, he still doesn't have the vault. Ken, yeah. Can you, uh, <laughs> so, so wait a minute. So you, so you actually use the vault. Correct. So you don't even have one signed to you from Gene standing there. Uh, no, I have other things that I brought that were signed, but uh... whoa! You should, you should you should you should ask for another, be able to go to another vault experience. You should be able to go to another vault experience and have one go. signed to you, man. That's pretty bad. Yeah, you know. I mean, that's the whole thing, man. The guy's in front of you. You pay all the money. You want it signed to you, right? Are you uh, are you recording? <laughs> There it is. So what I'll do is when I finally do receive it, I'll make another report on the one of the next uh, episodes and let you know how, how whether it's damaged or not or whatever. Whether it uh, arrives. Just to or let, not. let you know because I know we will do a a, a podcast on uh, probably a oh, review yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. the things. We, we are totally going to have to talk about the music. But you know, let's go from one rant to the next. Andy, um, I, I'm, <laughs> before Andy. we before. <laughs> Before we talk about the uh, Atlanta Kiss Expo specifically, I do have a question for you. Yes. Um, how's your New York Peter Chris Expo photo? Did you get resolution out of that? or? Uh... No. <laughs> oh, no. Actually, I'll give an update because I knew we were going to throw this in there or I would get some point. Uh, actually, I was uh, very nice to Derek. I waited till everybody wasn't really around. Actually, when he stopped selling stuff to people to uh, get photographs and signatures for Vinny. Walked up to him, kneeled in front of him, said, hey, Derek, my name's Andy. Um, we had ta- spoken over months and months about and, uh, a file you owe me, Peter Chris, and he had, like, no clue who I was, no clue about anything, and I had to really kind of explain it to him, and he was like, oh. And then he says, well, did you get in touch with Brianna? That's the woman who's supposedly took the photos that night. And I said, no, Derek, uh, you were going to talk to Brianna. You never gave me any information about Brianna. So at this point right now, uh, Derek gave me his cell number to contact him in a week or two. So I'll actually give him an extra week because uh, we will get into the stories of the stuff missing from the expo. So I'll give him an extra week or two. Then I'll text him and see if I can get Brianna's email or phone number or something to see if this woman may have the files for them from the Peter Chris Expo. So that's how I'm going to leave that. That's how I left. So I was actually didn't get all wild up and fired up at him. I basically talked to him nicely because I would really like to have the file for Kim. You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> like I said, I've met Peter in the past. So, you know, that whole shebang, wow, oh my God, you know, thing. But for her, it was like, a, you know, once in a lifetime, bang, you know, kind of thing, the whole crying thing. And I would like to get a file so I could make some nice, you know, some nice pictures for the future. Because the one that they uh, left on the table is already starting to fade. So, 
So, so we'll leave it at that. So we'll see. And, uh, of course, I'll give an update. And hopefully he can give me the thing to get in touch with that woman. So maybe I can get lucky and I get the files for the both. But two pictures, not just one, two. Because <laughs> we did pay for two meet and greets that day. So, anyways, let's move on. <laughs> yeah, and, and just before we move on, let's just, let's let's just put a call out to the Kiss Army. If anyone knows who that photographer was, uh, the New York Peter Chris VIP experience, and uh, you can pass on the email privately so that Andy can have it and uh, follow up with her directly. We'd very much appreciate it. You know, you can find me on Facebook or on the Kiss FAQ if you want to just email it to me privately. Uh, we will not share it with anyone else other than Andy, and uh, he can follow up. Um, and if not, he'll get in touch with Derek in a couple of weeks. And uh, yeah, I understand there are other people missing their photos too. So yeah, it, I, let, let, let's not try and play it down for any reason. It, it's a big deal. You paid for it. It is. You deserve it. Something you paid for. We're going through it right now with the Atlanta photos. I've been in touch with the photographer there to try and get my freaking pictures because all of the links uh, that were in the email that I never got have been deleted. Did you get the one I sent you? Yeah, uh, most of the pictures have already been deleted from that Google Drive. I sent you yours by, by itself, too. No, you didn't. I know we're jumping towards the end of what everything, but uh, I was sent, actually, I couldn't believe it. I was actually sent like five emails and it had a ton load of pictures on it. So if yeah. I find it, yeah, I can't ship for everyone to find your own photo. But if I find yours, Julian, or whoever's, if somebody's missing one, okay, let, let's go. Let, let's see what we can do with it. So, you know, Sorry. if, if we got to just fucking suffer a little bit to get, I, I'm not doing this show without you, Andy. Uh, we, no, we, have to, we, have, we have to have Andy. No, on. no, you, you're, you're part of the story. All right. So, you know, obviously we're having a few technical hiccups here today. Uh, just deal with it and bear with us. We will, uh, let's talk about the Atlanta expo. Andy, when did you arrive? And, uh, you know, and all that. Uh, we arrived uh, Friday, uh, Friday morning, sometime around, by the time we actually uh, got to the hotel, I think it was either 10 or 11 a.m. in the morning. So, and then uh, basically what we did is uh, we went up, uh, got the room, and then uh, we went upstairs to happen to see if uh, anybody was around, like Derek, that would give out. Uh, the stuff a little bit early, so we didn't have to come up back with the mosh pit. You know what I mean? But uh, I figured with a hundred people, well, technically only supposed to be a hundred people, <laughs> uh, that uh, we would uh, get them and just you know get out of the way. You know, you figure to make it easy if you're you know if you're a person who runs this kind of stuff. Because remember, I do the parties for the uh, before the cruise and I do a bar crawl. So you know, if you're there a little early, get some stuff done, get people out of the way. Everybody's happy, make a little everybody happy. So uh, we went up there and uh, grabbed our. <clears throat> Uh, actually, I went upstairs to uh, when I went upstairs to uh, grab my uh, VIP stuff for Friday. Uh, me and uh, little Mike, Mike Mucic, I can never pronounce his last name. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> but uh, me and Mike uh, went upstairs to, uh, like I said, uh, Derek was sitting there. We grabbed a little folder, uh, envelope, uh, and then uh, we turned around and walked away. And uh, there wasn't a number on it, so we had to turn around and uh, get a number for, uh, you know, we line up after the uh, after the big thing of me, you know, for the. Uh, whatever we'll go we'll go there after but uh so uh we turn around and go back to derek and we say hey derek we didn't get a number uh he says on the envelope so can you give us a number right so when uh when everybody ordered their tickets <clears throat> please proof when you order your tickets right there's a confirmation number id number you know mine said number 30 and i know that people are like 31 32 uh -huh. 33 right so i said well uh if he was if derek was 
you know, since uh, he's done L.A. and New York, you'd think, uh, learn a couple things from these kind of things, you know? So uh, you figured you get the same number that you ordered, right? Because, let's face it, the people who ordered right away, man, know they wanted to be there, right? The stragglers were like later on, well, Vinny, I don't think he's going to show on this and stuff. You know what I mean? We didn't know if he's going to show either, but we just, you know, people just dive right in. Right. You know, so right. we think you want to treat those people who bought first, should be able to go first. Plain yeah. and simple, easy, yeah. right? You got a number, yeah. do it. Yeah. Oh, no, that's not how it worked. I don't know how he did his numbers or where he came from. I don't know if he just went like this or I don't know how he did his not numbers. By the Anyways, yeah, so when we turned around, another guy had got his envelope, and he wrote, so what's your name? And he looks on the computer, and he goes, oh, you got 18. So I think, well, maybe, well, well, maybe there's less people today or something happened. So I'm like, okay, you know, I don't mind waiting in line, whatever, it's not a big deal. It's supposed to be only 100 people. Deal with it, no big deal. That's why I did the VIP, so I wouldn't have to deal with the mess on Saturday. Yeah. And we'll get to that later. Yeah, we'll get to so that. anyways, <laughs> yeah. So the, next, so the next thing you know, guess what? That guy got 18. I end up getting 81. Here's the number. Here's the proof. It's not 18. It's 81, depending on how you look at it there. So oh, I got number 81. I'm like, whatever. You know, I'll deal with it. But still, I figured, well, I get it done Friday because you know Saturday is going to be a cluster. Because remember, I went to New York. That was bad in New York. Wicked bad. So anyways, I said, hey, can I get my pink ticket for Kim? He goes, well, I don't have those. Well, I'm like, well, other people have them. How are they getting them? You're right there. You know? Yeah, so I said, yeah. Okay. All right, I'll, I'll deal with that tomorrow or whatever. So uh, I says, well, can I get my poster? You know, can you get your poster, your pick, your pick set or whatever it was? And uh, what else the hell is in, uh, Was there anything else with that thing? What oh, your laminate and stuff like that. Mm. We get the laminate. Uh, oh, guess what? There's no posters. What do you mean there's no posters? That's the third thing I want signed. I only brought two other things. That's going to be my third. Well, the post Well, they might be here. They might not. We don't know yet. They're somewhere. They're either somewhere in route or they're in the, somewhere in the hotel. I heard that a couple times, too. I'm like, what? So, anyways, there's no pick set either. So, I'm like, okay, this is very odd. And I'm like, well, here we go again. So, anyways, um, uh, so, what do you do, Friday? So, we went back to the room, whatever, da-da-da, came back. We came back about, mm, I don't know, 1 o'clock, started lining up because we know what's going to happen. So, we get up there early. Um uh, my girlfriend Kim said, "Oh, fiance, now I'm gonna be saying, you gotta say, they can't say girlfriend anymore." <laughs> so anyway, she turns around and says, "She knows that she can't go into the room, in the ballroom, you know, because these guys know what the ballroom is. It's called chairs and stuff like a ballroom." So next thing you know, we're all hanging around, and next thing you know, we get escorted into the ballroom. Kim can't go into the ballroom because she's got a pink ticket, and she understands that. So her and another one of our friends, Bobby, was hanging around. And they were just going to hang around. And they end up, oh, you can't hang around here either. They couldn't even hang around in the lobby. So they went down to the lobby lobby. So here's Kim texting me in the lobby. Hey, what's going on? I said, we're just sitting around in a room. There's 100 people plus in this room sitting around, twiddling their thumbs, going, what the hell is going on? And actually, like, the guy who comes in it, it, um, that works for Peter Chris is supposedly helping out Derek. And he says, anybody got to take a pee break because this is the last time, blah, blah, blah. So people leave to go to the bathroom. They come back. Next, you know, I have Kim texting me. They're trying to kick us out of the lobby down here. What? I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, I guess Vinny's going to be coming in. They're, gonna, they're trying to kick us out of the lobby. And we're telling them, screw you. We're, we pay for the hotel. We don't have to leave. That's so right. next, you know, I just Derek was downstairs with people, and they're waiting for Vinny to come in. They're waiting and waiting. And she texts me. She goes, what's going up there? I'm like, well, now they're pumping – 
some music, some kids music, like Lick It Up, Young and Wasted, do the thing, which is kind of cool. Okay, at least you're getting something going on. So next thing, <laughs> next thing you know, um, Kim texts me. She says they're still trying to kick us out of here. She said, we're not leaving. So next thing you know, we're waiting and waiting. She goes, oh, they said Vinny's in the building. I said, oh, okay. It's oh, it's almost two hours late, whatever. We, you know, whatever. Next thing you know, she texts me. She goes, he's in the building. He's upstairs. And Kim and Bobby are listening to Eddie Trunk on the radio. Guess what? Vinny's in the freaking next room. Yeah. But guess what? They're not pumping it to us. We have no freaking clue. Nobody has no idea what's uh, going on. Everybody's going like this, taking pictures. You know, the background, it's on the thing, on the on the, on the stage, and he's looking around. And next thing I yell, hey, guess what? Vinny's in the other room. He's talking to Eddie Trump, but we can't hear. What the frig, man? So now the rest of the world now is hearing Vinny and seeing Vinny for the first time in over 20 years while the VAP paid almost $300 to sit there with their thumbs up their ass in a room with a full of chairs. Yeah, that's not right? good, Jillian knows. Jillian was there, right, Jillian? Uh, well, yeah, I, I got a cop to it. I was actually listening to Sirius uh, with a couple of uh, people because <laughs> what? Um, I, I was texted when Vinny was arriving, so I, I knew when he was arriving. I also knew how, that he was running late because I'd been setting up in the room um, all during the VIP session, obviously. I was selling. I had set up early. Um, I hadn't done my tablecloths or anything, but I had books out. I actually sold out of the freaking on tour book faster than hell. Um, Congratulations um, to you <laughs> during the VIP session. So I was I, I was talking to Eddie. I knew what time he was going off air. He was getting antsy. You know, he was having technical issues, trying to get help from the people at the hotel. He finally gets all set up. He moves his t- uh, moves to where he is. Everyone's really helpful. Uh, the cats from Podcast Rock City helped out. I think moved and let him set up there. Uh, he took down their banner so that it didn't show up on any of his promo stuff with their permission, of course. Uh, let's let's be very yeah, clear yeah. there. He did not do anything uh, to try and get rid of their presence, and he put it back up afterwards. Um, so I knew, you know, that we were getting down to about 30 minutes. I think it was about 3.30 that he finally got in there. He did not have a long interview with Eddie, so I knew he was in there. I went and listened uh, with Joe's uh, friend, had uh, Sirius coming in. He was like, hey, Julian, we're listening to it. So I, I go over, and I, I just couldn't really hear it on off the phone, and it really sounded vanilla. Uh, so I went back and sat down with him and uh, just continued talking. I want to go back to uh, the check-in. Um, but the whole point was, man, the whole point, we paid a lot of money to this VIPs. Yeah. This is the first time in basically almost 20 years. Anybody seen Vinny? And what is he doing? He's next door to Eddie Trunk talking to him, and we don't even get the feed until the last, I think it was the last five minutes, somebody finally pumped the last five yeah. minutes, and people started rushing over to the speakers to listen to it. You know what I mean? And, so and, the rest yeah. of the world got to hear Vinny and see Vinny probably. I don't know if they even videoed it when they – when he did the Eddie Trunk, you know, I don't know if somebody took pictures and videotaped it while he was doing it, but the rest of the world, I got to see it before we even did. That was the whole point of why we paid the 289 was to see Vinny and talk to Vinny first, and we got ripped off by that. I don't know who paid. Eddie Trunk must have paid Vinny a ton of money, or the Sears, whoever, whoever's yeah. doing Eddie Trunk stuff, paid him a ton of money to come on his thing first, period. End of story. 
that's the way it went. Here was the funniest thing about that. Uh, we were obviously listening to music next door while this was all going on, and then people started getting a little bit boisterous. Do you remember? We were told to keep it down because Vinny's being interviewed next door. I thought that yeah. was absolutely hilarious. Here's one thing I did check. I asked Eric, what is the order going to be of the VIP experience for people uh, meeting Vinny and getting autographs? He told me categorically, and I do believe I have it in writing, that it is going to be in the order of your order number so i was like okay great i'm number 12 and that's great i'll be done quickly so i can get yeah, on okay. with setting up i said i will set up and sell <clears throat> during this vip experience so that people have something else to do while they're waiting around there's nothing worse than just hanging out twiddling your thumbs i didn't know if they were going to have music piped in i thought it was a good opportunity to sell shit so order number 12 that turned into order number 50 when i got my envelope and uh okay. You know that that was neither here nor there for me because it gets better, Ken. Because because <laughs> I I was set up, I was selling. Um, so you know when it came time to get kicked out of the room, I was like, okay, fine. Went and hung with everyone, and uh, obviously we did a great photo. I'm going to spin that in right now. Great photo of me, Tim, Nils, and Andy. Um, you know because obviously Andy had done some shopping while waiting, but you know fifty. So we we get through the the, the whole thing and well wait a minute wait a minute you gotta go back you gotta you forgot it when Vinny walks in the door right finally Vinny walks in the room with us for everybody right now we got the, the some people the shock and awe right we've always heard the rumors that he might have changed into a woman or or he's mm. both ways whatever you know what so what you know what. Yeah. I, I turn off my phone. I, I record a little bit of stuff. I, I, I said there's so many people recording. You know what? I just sat back and, you know, let it all in. Because, you know what? That was huge. That was probably one of the biggest history in the family of Kiss stuff since almost since the reunion. You know what I mean? I mean, I got I was lucky to see, you know, uh, I don't know if you want to call it in that Kiss family, but I saw, uh, you know, Four by Fate played up in New York State, New York, and then Richie Scarlett jumped on, and Denise Freely played up. I mean, that was another huge thing. So I don't know if you call that in the it's in the Kiss family, but it's not really sort of Kiss related. But this Vinny thing, man, was the biggest thing almost since the reunion. People are talking about it. It's got to be. That had to be the biggest thing almost since the reunion. That was super huge. And you know what? I like I said, I shut my phone off. I didn't want to listen to people, but people say, "Oh my God, he was like busting his balls and he's a he, she, and also." You know what? So what? You Think know. about it. Yeah. Think yeah. about this, people. Think about it. If the guy was going to be become a woman or a man or whatever, what it is is, let it be. Because if he came out in the '80s, he would have got destroyed. Okay. He comes out now, it's more acceptable. But look at listen to some of the people online and showing how under. Just terrible. Now think about it. Yeah. Some of you are great people are like I can name on the name. Robert Halford from Judas Priest, one of the biggest heavy metal guards, came out of the closet. Alright? Ding ding ding, think about it. You got the queen, right? How many football players, baseball players, hockey players, professionals that are in the closet, they're still in the closet and they won't come out. Because they're afraid of the backlash. You know what? I got news for you. Vinny Played on the creatures. He asked to play on the creatures. He kicked ass on the creatures. He did lick it up. He basically wrote most of the songs. Kicked the ass on guitar. If he was so bad, they asked him back on Revenge. Everybody said, oh, Revenge is the greatest album in that whole 80s and 90s, a little bit of the 90s thing. Who wrote most of the songs? Vinny did. So it doesn't matter what he looks like in this and that. He might never get on the stage with them again, yes or no. But still, who cares? The guy was phenomenal player, 
phenomenal writer, and he probably still is. Lonnie. But here's Lonnie. But now we'll go back to the other thing. Before we left that room, before we were supposed to set up for the meet and greet, which was promised on the sheet of a VIP that we were supposed to have a group photo, one or two, depending, you know, they could have split the group 50-50 with Vinny. <clears throat> Never happened. Strike one already. So there's one part of the VIP experience that went down the drain for everybody. It wasn't even mentioned. It wasn't even said. No, even it was late. Late. Everything else was running late. So go ahead, Jillian. <laughs> I'm going to let Lonnie talk. Lonnie. When... Well, go ahead. Um, <laughs> I benefit. I benefited from the uh, from the the miscue of line numbers. I I looked up my email. My email was I I I debated back and forth in my mind when they announced the uh, the the uh, the VIP. And my wife eventually that night said, you know, you better just do it because it's going to sell out. I did, and I got 78, and my number on my envelope was 50. So I moved up. Um, 28 spots in line, which was kind of nice. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but you weren't actually 50, though, in the long run when you I thought about it. I 50 in the line even on Friday night because people, <laughs> some people just didn't care. There, there was no order to it because some people just did eh. I talked to a guy while we were, while we were waiting because we didn't get in line right away. Julian and I didn't even get in line right away. I was like, you know what? If we're supposed to be lined up by these numbers, why am I just going to go stand there and do nothing for the next exactly. hours? So, you know what? I stood by Julian. I helped Julian sell some books. And we just kind of hung out for a little while and drank a couple of beers. So we were kind of monitoring what what line what line number they're on. And one guy comes back in. He has his stuff signed. I go, oh, what number were you? Just to see where they're at. He goes, oh, I was 84. And I said, what? He goes, oh, yeah. I just walked up to the front of the line like I own the place and just walked right in. I'm like, well, you know, the problem is there's always going to be a guy like that. But there was oh, no yeah. nobody there was no one helping Derek, and Derek didn't have anyone there that controlled the line to make sure that people were lined up correctly. Everybody was just on the honor system. And you know what? You're always going to get a guy like that. Just like people jumping lines at Six Flags or Disney World. You're always going to have a guy that thinks, I'm entitled to not have to wait in line. I'm better than the rest of you people. So sure. there was no structure to it Friday night whatsoever. Well, here's the, here's the thing, too, Lonnie, is that Derek said one thing, and then the helper was told a different thing five Two minutes later. We'll that on Saturday. As yeah, well. yeah. Saturday was a lot worse. Friday wasn't as bad as bad, but I said it Friday night. I told I told Julian, I told Andy, I told my wife, I told everybody. I said, you know what? As bad as today is, tomorrow's gonna be worse. And that's people right. Were like, people were like, that's oh, why no, I no. bought the VIP for Friday, so I would have to deal with the shit on Saturday. Right. But that didn't work out too well. Well, I said, you just wait. There's a hundred people here tonight, and I put a hundred in quotation marks. People here tonight. Um, there's a thousand people here tomorrow. You just wait. Tomorrow is going to be much worse, and Saturday was. There were more than a hundred people in that VIP. There were people who didn't pay, who were bumped up to the front of the line and given preferential what? treatment. Um, <clears throat> you know, obviously. And also, there were. Also, also, I can tell you right now, Mike, Mike, my friend Mike. He had number 98. When he stood in line, there were three people that had the number 98. Yep. There were two people that had the number 100. And guess what? I found something. We, people were asking, hey, what number you got? They, people were asking because people were trying to line up. I thought people were pretty much respectful on Friday. It's sad he got really, really ugly. But Friday wasn't too, too bad. But watch this. I asked a guy, 
hey, what number? We're all to, everybody's talking because everybody's trying to get in line. I go, what number you got? He goes, I got 110. I go, what? Can I take a picture of that? There it is. Here's, I don't know how good it is, but there it is. There's this envelope. 110. And I heard there were like over 120-something people. So Derek lied. Let's face it. Derek lied. He sold more than 100. So he basically went. It's all about the money. I understand. You know, I'm sorry. When you say you, it's 100, it's 100 people, you keep it at 100. But he went over the 100 mark. So there it is. I, this re, so that's not a good start anyways. So that's strike two on Friday alone. Oh, actually, that's strike three because never the posters weren't there. Always say no photo, no group photo, no posters, no pics, and over the 100. So that's over strike three. That's strike four on Friday alone with that. Uh, and no I'm thinking to do a uh, one in in Nashville, they gotta fix a lot of stuff. I yeah, mean, you gotta tighten some stuff up. They have. It, well, you have to. You, you know, have to have. You gotta put in a number. Like I say, this is a lanyard. They ought to have a sticky number on them. So when you do get yours handed, you, you know what your number is. That's or, what they do in Indianapolis. When you get your lanyard, it has a number. Yeah, but he, yeah, right. but here's the problem, Ken. It doesn't matter if you have a number on it. It doesn't no, matter if, if you don't have somebody standing there being, being the person saying, guess what? Show me your number. Yeah. Show me your number. Okay. You need to have you a could have wrote You could have wrote number two on a piece of paper and just showed them that. And you probably well, they did. They wrote it on the envelope. Yeah, I'm saying you probably could have had a new, made your own envelope and put number two on it. Well, that's that's true. Yeah, but how many people are going to have those envelopes on them at the time? Yeah, but I, yeah, I, I know you know what I'm saying. Yeah. They, they might have a pen considering the blank envelopes that were given out. But here's the thing. They had a you could have wrote, wrote it back on that. Yeah. Like you said, you could have wrote it on the back. There's, two, there's three, four. So, yeah. you know, that, that, that's all, you know, it's not an insurmountable problem. Here I was. I was not going to stand in line because I figured it was going to be pretty slow, you know, with being number 50. And, so we, we didn't see a point you know, I, I went back to my table and, you know, continued to sell and keep people entertained. Uh, I was playing some tunes, um, drinking some beer, talking with folk, having a good time. And I figured I would go check on the line every now and then, see what number one, you know, after half an hour, I went in there on number. 12 you know a little while longer oh that's on number 16 23 you know go down the lobby go get some dinner you know figure i'll come back and then all of a sudden they're on 54 like oh fuck you know so i go walking up to the front of the line and say hey guys sorry i've been you know i've been busy it took Vinny. they said Vinny did 16 people in one hour because he was actually he was actually Vinny was actually talking to people yes he was taking his time which i think is really good but it, then it's really bad when people, like I said, Friday was good, but you don't, even though, like you say, you don't know who just say, oh, I got a number. And, you know, there were people, even on Friday, they, there were some people sliding, you know, I'm special, let me in. Yeah. And you know, they, I'm such and such, let me in. Even, and it even happened on Friday during the VIP. You're exactly yeah. Right. And, uh, you know, so, but uh, Vinny was taking his take. He really, they said Vinny was taking his time. And said, and then at one point when he said, oh, "I got to take a break," when he came out, and then I guess when he went back in, he they told him basically, "Hey, Vinny, you got to kind of, you got to go faster," you know. So which kind of, you know. So at the end, you know, you're towards the more to the edge. You got kind of like, ah, shit, you know. You got that, you know, 40 seconds, 30 seconds of signing. Hi, Vinny, how are you? Thank you, sign, sign, and goodbye. You know. Yeah, I, and it's I, not Vinny's fault. It's not his fault. 
No, you know? Vin, Vinny was awesome. And, and here's, you know, I'd heard about some of the shit that was going down in there. People taking advantage of the situation. Oh, we're not ready. We need another person in this photo. Hold on. Wait. You know, and all that sort of crap. I'm sorry. If your person's in there, fucking go to the back of the line, assholes. You know, yeah. you, you're wasting people's time. You're wasting Vinny's time. I go in there for my uh, for my autographs and, you know, give Derek the, the three ticket stubs. I had two photos. One Ken now has. Um, one was a photo from the, uh, the final invasion. Uh, invasion show in 1988 and then of course well here i got them right here so uh, i had the at in gold and then of course the 86 press shot which i had him doing hot pink he was wonderful he was absolutely wonderful he did he was not rushing i was cognizant of the fact that number one i felt bad because i'd skip back into line even though i'd missed my number uh, You're so, good. So I, I'm good, but I still felt a bit dickish doing that because I hadn't no. stood in line like everyone else. I'd been working. Um, so I was like, you know, I'd go in there and shake his hand. Hey, Vinny, it's good to see you back out. Uh, I just held his hand and said, you know, looked him in the eyes and said, thank you so much for the music. It's nice to be able to tell you that in person. And then did my signing and got the fuck out. You know, so I, I went real fast because I told mm-hmm. him what I needed to. I had a handshake from him and he you know i said can you do this one in super hot pink for me and he's like yeah he kind of smiled you know he, you know <laughs> he's absolutely wonderful to me but i just because of the way it worked out that you know when i came back and up and had gone past my number um we waited for fucking ever for dinner in that fucking restaurant downstairs <laughs> that i mean all it was was a goddamn club sandwich they were changing over to a new pos system that oh, night wow. i'm like do you seriously change over to a new point of sale system on a fucking convention weekend are you guys yeah. freaking mental what the hell is the yeah. matter with you they, they you know the service yeah. staff are fantastic so this isn't a dig on them the food was good the service well you know the service was a little iffy but it was busy um, people were waiting 45 minutes for a water but that point of sale was a piece oh. of shit that was terrible um so you know going back up i felt guilty i thought no, I, no. I had to go fast yeah Plus, I, didn't no. want, I didn't want to leave all my shit unattended either and i wanted to be there um in case someone came in and said hey julian you're an asshole here's a typo you missed no okay hey, what now when i went in right I, I like i said so so it comes back to <laughs> <laughs> She's looking at the wave. Now, now here's the thing. When I went in, no Netflix. Right, I, I only had, like I said, I only had two things because my third was supposed to be the poster. So now I'm kind of like, I'm screwed. So I walk up, and I walk up. Derek looks at me. and goes, "What do you got?" I go, "I got my poster from. Uh, I, I brought. I didn't know what to bring, so I brought the, uh, you know, the look it up poster with the Germany one, the tank where Gene, the, you know, Vinny's on his knee. You can see Gene and Paul, but Eric, you can't see Eric. Because I, I, me personally, I think it's weird to have something signed by three out of the four. Hmm. I don't know if you, you know what I mean. I, I like to have it filled, and it's never going to be filled. Yeah, you uh, know, yeah. So like that's right. the way I kind of look. That's why I personally look at it. But I know how the people look at different. So I had the poster, and I put the poster on. And videos like, I go, yeah, something a little different. I pull the poster, and he looked at it, and goes, wow. And then somebody came up her and goes, man, that was really you. And Vinny kind of chuckled, <laughs> you know. And, 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 then, and then, of course, I had, you know, the piece signed for me is the casket piece, the last piece of the puzzle, you know. Put on a table. I'm like, hey, Vinny, can you do this in silver for me? And I, can, can you sign it here? Vinny said, no problem. Took his time. Sweet, sweet. I got to say one thing, man. Vinny took his time when he signed his name. Very awesome. He took his he time. He just like, <laughs> I mean, he really just, Took I his... didn't see one scribbled autograph. Oh, oh man, and he had such awesome. a bad reputation for doing asshole signatures. He was beautiful. He was just oh. 
He he wasn't slow. He was just very considerate and considered. Lonnie, what yeah. did you get signed? I mean, you brought some old junk to get signed, didn't you? You know. Right. So I brought I brought some stuff to get signed for Friday night, and then we'll get into this later. I brought some stuff for Saturday too because I had <laughs> brought more than three things. Um, but I wasn't real concerned about it because I was told that my VIP. Um, badge would get me a fast pass on Saturday. Who told well, you? We'll, who we'll who get, told you that? Um, an email told me that, and um, a certain one. Oh, this paper? Yeah, that piece of paper. Um, so, so a couple of buddies might. Hey, can you get some stuff signed? Oh yeah, it's not gonna be a problem. So and I said, well, if I'm gonna wait in line for my buddies, I'll get something all signed for me too. You know. Anyway, so I was like, well, let me get some big things signed on Friday, so I don't have to carry around stuff with me all day Saturday. So I got my, I got history signed on Friday night, which if you're ever traveling, do not put history in a small carry-on because it will get stopped by TSA every time. I got stopped on my way down to Atlanta and I got stopped on my way back up to <laughs> St. Louis on, on Monday. So do not put history as a carry-on. It will get stopped because they don't know what is so big and what weighs so much inside of your dense. Yeah. yeah, pretty dense and they can't see through it. So I got that sign, which that's I have that sign, my history signed by all eight living members then. And then I got my box set signed also. I nice. saw a lot of those this week. I saw a lot of these they, as well. Look, I, you know, everyone who's done that, kudos to you. They look absolutely fan. Fantastic. I didn't I'm ever missing, buy that. I never bought that version. It looks great. Where the hell did I put that? I am missing Peter Chris, and I really, really hate myself <laughs> that I didn't ship this out to you last January for you to get Peter Chris to sign it. Mm. But well, he's going to be in New Jersey. Yeah. It'll it'll happen. It, uh, yeah. He'll, he'll, so, uh, he'll do some more. Yeah. So I go in there, and I have him sign history. I have him sign that. And he stops, and he looks at me, and he goes, well, what's your third thing? And I look at him and I go, Vinny, will you sign my leg? <laughs> and he stops and he looks at me and he goes, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, and I said, absolutely. I, and I, I put my leg up on the table. I said, I've had every member of KISS sign my leg and get it tattooed except you. And I never thought I'd get a chance to meet you. Um Will you sign my leg for me? And he goes, yeah, well, come around here. So I can put around to the other side of the table. I put my leg up on the table. And I go, well, you signed down the back of it. And he signed it really nice and really took his time and did it really nice down the back of it. And James North from Australia was actually in the room. And he was um, volunteering and helping move things along with passing things, getting things signed. And he took some really nice pictures of Vinny signing my leg. And I can't thank him enough for that. They were That's illegal. Fantastic. <laughs> those are no those... pictures and no videos in that room. The fifteen dollars well, volunteering so he got away with it. And unless 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 you're one of these ones that have the privileges. So Lonnie's in the in the privilege group now. Hey, hey I am not in the privilege group and I'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> You're, you're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, Lottie is all of a sudden the wrong sort of one percenter. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was, it, he signed it. And but, but the problem is, is that my plan was to go get it tattooed Friday night, so I didn't have to worry about it during the day or during the expo on Saturday, and that way I could shower in the morning and not walk around smelling like a man all day Saturday. 
But the problem was we didn't get in there till almost 10 o'clock on yeah. Friday night. Mm-hmm. And by the time we, after we did the pictures and that, it was after 10 and we're like, and I'm like, it's too late to go get it done tonight. So, you know, I was kind of stuck. So we, I had to get it done during the day on, at a point on Saturday. But he was so gracious when you yeah, walked he in. Yeah, he was. He was so gr- the two words I would describe him at the whole describe him as the whole weekend is gracious and genuine. He and, and I think genuinely shocked too that he was oh genuinely shocked and and mm-hmm. and very forthcoming to what he was saying that he, even when we and everybody watching this I'm sure if you're watching this you've probably watched the YouTube videos of his interviews and he he was really genuine in what he was saying and. You know, you, you can you can believe what he says. You cannot believe what he says. Because, you know what, we've heard the same truth for 20 years. And when you hear a different side of a story after you have basically accepted one story to be the truth, there's always different sides of every story. And when you hear the different side of the story after you've been force-fed a different version of it for 20 years, I guess the natural human reaction is to say, well, that's BS because Gene said or because Paul said or because I heard this or I heard that. Vinny's full of shit. Well, you know what? Just because you heard one story first doesn't mean that 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 version is the truth. So, and a lot of the times the truth is somewhere in the middle. So, but I believe what Vinny was saying was what he believes to be the truth and what he believes what really happened. Um, But getting back to to Friday night, it it was amazing with with just being in the same room as him because I told him I said I never thought I'd get the chance to meet you, and. We can sit here and we can badmouth Derek and how unorganized the place was and how things didn't go the way we thought they would. But the one thing I will say about Derek is that he won because he did produce Vinnie Vincent and no one else has done that in 22 years. So I will give him kudos for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was the thing. It's like a double-edged sword. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, see, like Lonnie says too, man, it's so, it's, you know, he is, he's the man and there were a lot of people there who said, oh, I might not go. And I'm not talking just fans. I'm talking people that were, you know, uh, you know, in the industry, kiss, kiss people. You know what I'm saying? You know, um, Keith and the Kiss Warehouse were there. Nobody knew they were going to be there. They were there. There was uh, Ace Frehley's manager was there. There was other people there that you might have not have thought were there. But every there are people that wanted to see this happen just as much as you and I. You know, mm-hmm. but just get back quick. Even like I said, I had number 81 and I went through and then I, I asked the guy that was helping. I forgot his name. He does the Peter stuff, too. I asked him, well, what about the photos tonight? Now, this is Friday. And he says, well, it all depends on how Vinny feel, how Vinny's feeling. It's getting late. No, I said, well, I hope you're not going to plan on doing us on Saturday because I got news for you. You're asking for a lot of problems. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get into like I say, we'll get into Saturday, but Saturday was a nightmare as it was. But and then and then I literally when I went through and then they went back, I went back when I finally went back out the door. All of a sudden he came probably like three people later because I was getting my stuff outside the door again, you know, and all of a sudden he goes, oh, everybody just line up because uh, he's going to take photos after he's done these X amount of people with signatures because it was almost towards the end of the line. Oh, you got all of a sudden everybody just like crams the line. Are we? And then he's like, getting in order number? No, not at this point, man. It's after 10 o'clock at night. No way. Just get in line. So a lot of people actually left 
because they didn't really know if they were going to get their photo that night because yeah, I think some they didn't know what was going to go on. The people that so had the that early actually tickets, got a late that. number at the end in a way. So if you had a late number at the end, you were actually going to be up close to get your photo. Because, I mean, literally, gee, the photos were really, really fast, which is like the Kiss ones, just kind of quick. Actually, you know what? Let me take that back. <laughs> Being on the Kiss cruise, those are fast. Fast. The one with Vinny was fast, but a nice fast. Yeah. You know, he was gracious enough to, you walked up to him, he said hi, he held your hand if you wanted to, you could put your arm around him, he said a couple words to you, you yeah, turn around. But they weren't you pushing you through, though. Yep, you could see the photographer. They took the picture and then they just moved on. It wasn't like grab you, go, move, go, go, fast, 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 fast. You know what I mean? You got that extra second or two or three. You know what I mean? Because Lonnie's been on the Kiss Cruise to actually yeah, they, set. They, they, they weren't pushing you out of the way at the same time. You were getting your picture. Yeah, you actually go up to him, shake his hand, hold him. You know, so that part of it, primo. So, but the next part, here we go again. So we're going to take the Friday because this all, I mean, even though it happens for Saturday, it still counts as Friday, is that when everybody got their picture taken on Friday, so I don't know if we can move on to Saturday now. Now on Saturday, you were supposed to get an 8 by 10 photo of Friday, a professional photo, or, or for, you know, from Friday to Saturday, sometime around 11 and 12, whatever, whatever it came out. All of a sudden, I got a text from... <clears throat> From my friend saying, hey, Andy, man, there's a woman walking around with photos. So I think, well, that must be the hard copy photo. Well, guess what? I found a lady. She comes out and she says, oh, I have photos. I said, oh, cool. And there's a bunch of other people around. She comes out and she's here. They're, they're on, she's got a stack load of them. And some guy comes up to her and goes, what the hell is this? The photo, it's not an 8x11 professional photo. It's a Walmart special 4x6 photo. Okay. I was told there weren't time for eight by tens. Well, I don't, from, I don't, I don't, I don't see how there's time for four by sixes, but not eight by tens. I, I told the people in line with me, they must really think I'm an idiot if they're, if I, if they think I'm going to buy. There wasn't time for eight by tens. Well, here's here's a story I heard the lady explain to a couple other people, Lonnie, when I was kind of in the background waiting to get my 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 four by six, you know, Walmart special photo, you know, uh, the woman said that. They didn't want to do by they didn't they she didn't say who she says they didn't want to do the eight by elevens and she and the woman said I didn't want to leave people out of out of their photos she goes I she said the woman the woman said that she goes I did it she goes I went down the place and I made these because I didn't want to leave people because she says I thought maybe people would want a photo to go back in line and get it signed by. Vinny, I didn't want to leave people stranded. She goes, I thought maybe people. And that was the, out of that woman's who was giving the pictures. She said they didn't want to do an 8 by 11 So you tell me. And I didn't get it personal. I was listening in the background a little bit. So that's what she said. She did it out of her own heart to do these photos. So if it wasn't for this woman who at least gave us this photo, we probably wouldn't have gotten nothing on Saturday. Zippo. Now I got news for you. Uh, no offense, but this is a professional photo. Mm. <laughs> Thank you very much. You know, I don't know who person who took the photos, but you know, so so that that's Friday now going into Saturday. So it's up wherever you want, guys. Want to go now into Saturday? Yeah, a lot. I got my story on Saturday morning to get started. I don't know where you guys were up online, but uh, I stayed up wicked late on Friday. It, I got about four or five hours of sleep. I actually went to sleep. 
on Friday into Saturday. I got up. Yeah, I know. Some of us was pretty late or early because I knew Saturday was going to be a mess again because I got up. I went back up at 7 o'clock in the morning. There was already a line, already that line to get in this little hallway to then take the corner where Derek was sitting to explain to people. Now we're in line waiting, waiting, waiting. And then they said, uh, people who want an autograph, right side of the wall. People who want to, that have to get their stuff on the left side of the wall, okay? Now, I'm on the left side because I have to get my, my pink ticket thing for Kim, okay? But I want to be on the right side because I still need something else signed from Friday night that I'm still owed. Think about it. I can't be two places at once. So Kim comes up, goes to the right. I'm on the left. And then they all of a sudden, for some strange reason, the guy's like, uh, that was switching. The people who were supposed to be on the right now are supposed to be on the left. The people on the left are supposed to be on the right. Oh and everybody's God. like, what? So now you have these massive lines. That are, I mean, massive. Going up. They can't hear everybody. So now everybody starts creeping up, sliding in, trying to smooth this smoozy boozy. Now people are getting pissed off, getting a little upset. I've been here since 7 a.m. in the morning. What the frick are you doing trying to cut the line? Now we're going to get nasty. That's how people start being. Then next thing you know, uh, they finally say, they finally, oh, can you give uh, the dealers need an extra 15 minutes to set up? <sighs> now the lines are going down the halls. Way past on all's down. Now they're getting scared. Now the cops that are around are getting scared about the fire department law. You know? No, so it was now a total fire hazard. The whole, all day Saturday was a total fire hazard. Yeah, now they're on to fire hazard. Now they're getting scared. So now they start moving the line. So they're like, anybody here for the VIP or the pink? The pink, actually, I think they called. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait. People are like, wait, wait a minute. What about the VIP people? So they're like, oh, hold on. So the VIP people said, okay. Come around. So so I go around, and next show the pink people start going around who have already had, who have already gotten their pink like laminates, are already the ones who somehow got them early, already sliding down in the hall, right? So next show I go up and I said, hey, you have the posters? And they're like, yeah, here's your poster. I'm like, okay, thank you. So now I'm trying to get in line, and I'm thinking, wait a minute, I had to turn around, go back, and say, guess what? I need my pink ticket. And they're like, you already have a VIP. I said, yeah, but they're both in my name, my VIP and the pink one I bought for Kim. Can I please have it now? Because now people are passing me left and right, and I want to get her stuff so I can give it to her so I can get in the line. So I don't have to wait here all day. Well, what happens? They give me my stuff. I go around the corner and give to Kim, and now I have a shitload of people looking at me like they want to kill me. Because how am I... Where am I, the king, or whatever it is, to get stuff for her? You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. Now, people want to kill me. So I'm like, here you go, Kim. Here's your pick stuff. You come around the corner. But Kim doesn't want to get in line for Vinny stuff. She doesn't want anything signed. She doesn't want anything, you know, photos or nothing. It was, she already got, she already knows what happened in New York. She didn't want to deal with it. And she didn't want me to get double ripped off and double ripped off this time. So next thing you know, so I here I am in line. Now with two posters, still no pink pick, pick things, and I'm thinking, okay, when they just, when this really gets started here pretty soon, they're gonna let all the VIP 
they're going to, uh, according to the, the they told the volunteer that when they went around another corner, when they got around that other super corner, they were going to split us. The VIP from the morning that didn't get whatever done, they're going to get taken care of first. Then it was going to be the pink on this side, and then the the, uh, the silver. Silver behind them. Well, guess what? I'm standing there in line, and we're standing there, and I have all these people in pink in front of me, and they're not moving. They don't give a shit. The people in pink. Well, it says pink first on Saturday. And there were people in front of me, three or four people in front of me, that weren't fans. They were just buying stuff to put on eBay, and they were saying it point blank. They had a ton of stuff. And I'm just going, oh, my God, this is going to get ugly, uh, more ugly. So next thing you know, I'm standing there. A cop comes up to Lewis. Lewis is one of that Lewis volunteer helper. Cop goes, we can't have this. This is a fire hazard. This is insane. The fire department comes here. This whole thing's got to be. And Lewis is like, he's it, Lewis is like, well, I can't mix the silver with the pink. And I'm, I'm standing there going, what about the VIPs? They don't even mention the VIP people. So next thing you know, they started moving a line up that, you know, Lonnie knows, up and around the corner. Right around the corner. I mean, they kept moving and moving us. And next thing you know, they're like, forget it. Everybody's on their own. Basically, that's how it went. Yeah. And, got- so, and that's what we were told. So we finally get lined up Saturday morning. Vinny hasn't signed one autograph yet, but we finally get lined up to where the line's going to be. And they're like, you know what? This is the line. So. See my casket piece? Deathmatch. There, there we are. <clears throat> Ken, and Ken, this is about, realize about this, Ken. Got, you and I are spectators today. By the time we got oh, yeah. lined up, oh, yeah. it was like, by the time they got us in the plate and where the line was where the, the the line after the line where we got lined up for autographs was maybe it was 10:30 by this point. Mm. Say hi. So, so come Andy in. He was a little bit ahead of me in line. I'm a little bit behind him. I'd say when we got lined up, there were. I can't hey, hi, Lonnie. How you doing? Okay. Hey, Kim. Sorry. She just wanted to say hi quick. <laughs> there were maybe okay. 40 people ahead of me in line, and I thought, oh, this isn't bad at all. There's 40 people, even if, even if, okay, they're not going to split us up, the VIP, maybe I should be up in the front of this, we'll have this fast pass, but okay, this isn't bad. There's maybe 40 people ahead of me, it's 1030, I'm going to be out of here before too long, and go get my tattoo, I can come back, things are going to be great, things are going to be fine. No. The first couple people in line had 80 things for him to sign. Oh, no. So the line moved about... By, by five or six people, Jeez. and then they said, um, okay, Vinny's going to take a break. And I'm like, what? what? No, he, he here's what happened, Lonnie, though, All before right. that break thing, though. <laughs> I, I turned around and went to somebody and said, hey, you know, this yeah, is – I'm watching you to see what you're going to do because I knew you had the, the pass as well. Yeah, and I said, I said, I went to Lewis and the guy. I said, hey, you guys, uh, you know, there's not a ton of us, but there's people who had VIP from last night who didn't get their stuff done. And we're supposed to just jump up the line first. And we're not trying to be dinks about it. But this is what we paid for. How, how come this is, can't happen? You're like, well, uh, you know, no. Well, you got to talk to Derek. That's all it was. Talk to Derek. Talk to Derek. And then I turn around and said, okay, uh, my friend Bobby, she bought a lithiograph to have Vinny sign. And she was about six people behind me. And I said, okay. I got to run to the bathroom quick. I'll check the lithio there. So I ran down to it, went to the bathroom, came out. Is it lithios? He said no. I went back to Bobby. Guess what? No lithios. But in the meantime, when I went to go check for the lithios, I'm in the middle of it again. I can hear Derek. Oh, Vinny's going to take a break at 115. 
And then he's going to start taking uh, alcohol in that, too. Vicky's going to take a break. Is there any? Okay. And then he's going to do pictures for the next two hours. Yeah. So so he's going to take a break at uh, uh, one fifteen, and then start doing pictures in the same hallway that there are at least 200, 300 people lined up lined all the way down this little hallway. So they go, okay, time for pictures. So meet the five, photographer's not there, so they're bringing in the photographer. And We're I'm like, like, and I'm like, well, while the photographer's setting up, can we maybe sign a couple more autographs so we can get the line moving? No, that didn't happen. So we just stood there while the photographer set up. Photographer finally sets up, and no one really knows for sure that we're doing pictures right now. It's just kind of hearsay through the line because they never really announced anything as we're standing there. So they go, okay, it's picture time. Anybody who has wants their picture with Vinny, line up down the middle of the hallway. So, so, forms, so they start forming another line down the middle of the hallway. And at this point, it's really a fire hazard because you can't even move in the hallway. Yeah. And we're not talking. We're not talking like the uh, like a hallway. We're talking a hallway that, like, you, say you walk it, you come up, and I come down. We're almost touching shoulders. I saw those so, pictures. So, yeah. so as people are getting their pictures taken, and coming back out from getting their picture taken, people are still in line down the middle. Meanwhile, the people who are looking for autographs are still in line too, and people are like, "Well, what if I want?" my picture taken and i'm in line for autographs well someone's gonna got to save your spot in line while you go get in the picture <laughs> line and you're just they're just got to be on the honor system and then you can get back in line uh, later i'm like oh. holy shit this is a disaster so at that point i basically my my friend bobby was like six feet you, behind you me got, you gave up at that point I, I, and i'm not a giver up or like that i've stayed in line for kiss i've stayed in line for but i was up like all night Friday, and then I've been waiting all day Saturday. And guess what? I haven't got into the hall for the expo yet. No, me, so me, now well, we're I'm missing. Not in the hall yet for the expo. Yeah. So now I'm missing the expo itself. I'm, I'm missing the whole point for me. You know, some people like collect autographs and, and whatever. I'm not, I am not. I collect everything. You know what I mean? So now I want to see the dealer stuff. Well, guess what? I'm seeing people coming out with piles and bags and stuff, and I'm thinking, yeah, they go something I probably might have liked to buy. Oh, they go something, you know? Yeah. So now I'm, that was the whole point of doing Friday, so I wouldn't have to, because I wanted yeah. to walk in, yeah. see the expo, not miss any of the special guests talking stuff. And yeah, I like this stuff. I like to go around and talk to everybody. I thought I could just go all around Saturday and hang out. I could hang out with Julian Gill all day going, hey, what's going on? You know what I mean? You know, having hanging out and talking to people. Well, guess what? I'm standing in a line for 10 hours again. Here we go. And, and at one point, my brain, mm-hmm. when that point when he said he was taking a break and got to do photos at 1.30 and people who wanted photos could line up the middle, I couldn't take it anymore. I, and I was starving. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to blow. I am going to more than blow because – I don't like I said. I don't mind waiting in line, but we bought the stuff on Friday to get rid of all the stuff done, and I needed one signature for my poster for something I had already pre already paid for. So guess what? I asked Bobby, Bobby, because she's like, oh, I, she didn't do the thing Friday. She was to do her success. Well, guess what, Bobby? Can you? She says, Andy, I'll take care of it. I basically walked away with Kim and Mike and had to go across the street, go to the mall, and get something to eat for a couple hours or an hour or two. I was out of my tree, my neck, my head. I was just splitting. I, I couldn't take it anymore. And basically, I, I walked away. 
And then Bobby texts me a little, like, an, like an, 45 minutes, hey, Andy, man, I'm moving the line. I'm just about it. Oh, I'm done. All of a sudden, I got a text. She's like, you want to run back over? I'm like, I can't. There's no way I'll make it in time. So I'm like, just have him sign the poster for me. And I did somebody else a favor, like a little 8 eight by 10 or whatever. Thank you. I, I don't care. You know? And it got all done. And then I came back, and I'm like, oh, my God. Now I can actually walk into the expo. But I've already had missed some stuff. Yeah. I already missed some guests. I already missed some people talking. You would have missed you know, a lot by so let, let, let me give you a slightly different perspective as a dealer. Um, you yeah. know, I, I got up at 545. You know, I, I dicked around on Facebook, and I think I remoted home, you know, to do some shit. You know, go down to breakfast about 7. Oh, and then forgot that I needed a pot of tea to go. Um, so, you know, by the time I'm all set, it's about 7.30. I figure, okay, you know, get, take my tea to go. Mosey on down. Holy shit, the fucking line was all the way back into the actual hotel at that point. And I was like, I'm so fucking glad I'm not I'm not actually doing this expo. I'm actually just selling at it because yeah. I had my VIP experience last night. I got my three autographs. I had my picture taken. I am done. So I just mosey on down the line, see a couple – I saw you in line. Um, and, hey, how you doing? You know, a couple people recognize me. You know, just a little uh, light chat on my way and then just walk by the police into the dealer room and continue setting up and all that shit. That fucking line just is mem- is memories of L.A. And you know what? Hearing about those assholes, I'm going to call them assholes, with 80 items to get signed. Yeah. I, I don't fucking care if you're a fan or a dealer, or just looking for an eBay score, getting that shit signed. Special arrangements, I said this about L.A., need to be made for those fucking situations so that your average punter who's got one or two fucking items that they want to get signed can be done properly. I'm sorry, you you take care of those guys privately while Vinny's having his cup of coffee. You do not have someone with 80 goddamn items, and I don't fucking care if they paid for each one of them. It is just not on to treat the rest of the line who've only got one. You get rid of, you can get rid yeah. of so much of the line just by cycling them through fast. Three items, go. Go, goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Line yeah. dwindles. Okay, Mr. 80 items. You, wow, you must Wait. be a good fan. Which, what's your favorite Invasion song? Uh, yeah. Um, you know. <laughs> I think... Yeah, you know what? I think on Friday, literally, I, I mean, Friday when he did the meet and greet for Friday, all those people that had in a room, and I mentioned it to a couple people, they should have kept everybody in that room, because now we're all locked in. Line them up by 25 at a time, or 20 at a time. Correct. You know, open the door, the first 25, line up outside the door, get done, done. Go back in the room, come back. Hang out, listen to tunes that are in the room. The next 25, get it all done, all the signatures done. Then start over again. Get up the next 20, the fr- from one to the hundred or a hundred, whatever the hell it was. Do it again. Now the photos. How hard is that? Oh, they could have. So, somebody says, oh, it's a thing with Vinny. What if somebody could fall on the stage? Come on. Oh. They could have had it set up for the photographer in the same room. Vinny's up on a stage. Everybody one row at a time. Line up. One picture, next. Go down the other part of the stairs, next. One part of the stairs, next. One part of the stairs, next. Hello. That You know, that's an option you could have had. I mean, come on. Somebody. Uh. I, I, you know what? I, I, I will say this. Both of the VIP experiences in terms of the people and the attitudes that were in there were fantastic. We had a fantastic time in that room meeting and mingling. Come on, Eddie. Remember, you came up to me. 
you know. Yeah. And, and, That's what I said. We were all we're all in the room. We we all took it for to stride. We knew it was going to come. Mm-hmm. I, it was just the line things. Was, you know, was Friday wasn't this bad. Even on Friday, the lines, even though they was kind of messed up a little bit, but not too bad. Everybody was kosher. It was just Saturday. Saturday was the big mess up for the people who didn't get their stuff from Friday from the VIP. We knew Saturday was going to be a mess. He hasn't learned. He yeah. did it LIA, right? You think from LA's experience, you fix it for Peter's experience in New York. It didn't happen. So if it, oh, okay, it's definitely got to be fixed by now. And you know Vinny was going to be worse than Peter because it's the first time in twenty, almost 20 years that he's come out of the woodworks. Mm-hmm. And he, he needed help. He had to pay people, and he didn't. Here's the thing with Vinny, and I'm, I'm glad that this uh, evening on Friday was baby steps for Vinny. Vinny has not been in the public eye for 20 years, over 20 years. And first he had to take the baby steps and cross that threshold to go one-on-one with Eddie Trunk. And you know what? I, I thought that interview went pretty well for what it is. It, it's a little mm-hmm. lightweight, um, but you know what? Eddie is a pro, and I thought he did a good job in walking Vinny through. I thought Vinny did very well. Vinny then had to take the next step, which was to walk through the, over that threshold into a room to meet 100 and you know 100-something fans, You know, so a small group. Vinny did wonderfully. I was uh, Facebooking live at that time because, you know, I'm an idiot who doesn't savor the moment for myself. I hold up my camera so everyone else can see. And, you know, he was walking that stage. I, I was proud of Vinny. He was timid. I think I think he was very timid when he came out on yeah, that he, stage. He, he was very timid when he walked out Friday. But, and he did, uh, you know, the bow thing and, you know, what I mean, the whole thing. And I'll tell you, man, the, the people that are in that room, the whole bunch of us in the room, you know, even though you've heard he is, you know, the woman thing and this and that. You know what? Everybody in that room was class. We had all of us. Everybody had class. Stood up. Everybody stood up and cheered when he walked in the room. And, he, mm-hmm. and we kept going on for at least a minute or two. I mean, very classy. Everybody in that room. They were, you know, but we, I know we understand we were there to see this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We were there like the big time ones that really, really wanted to see it. So... You know, I don't think there would be anybody who's there with a, being saying stupid comments and stuff no, at the time. Anyways, no, I, I, I mean, know? everyone is. It's okay to be curious about someone who's been reclusive and someone who's left a lot of questions. That's perfectly fine. It's how you handle the moment when you actually see that person. You see Vinny, and yes, he he's still Vinny. He still looks similar. He's yeah, very yeah. different in some ways. You know, the, you know, the bulletproof vest yeah. adds fifty pounds. Um, it, it, well, Gene, yeah. Gene doesn't look the same as he did when he was younger, exactly. right? Exactly. Yeah. And he doesn't. Peter Paul. doesn't. Paul doesn't. We don't no. look the same. Here, we've watched. We've watched Gene and Paul age for the last twenty years. Yeah. We haven't seen Vinny for the last twenty years. So when you haven't seen some, and here we all go through. Here, everybody's been to a high school reunion before, and you haven't seen someone in twenty yeah. years, right. or. You know, recently, I guess, I guess more recently, I guess with Facebook and that you're looking at people you went to high school with. Oh, I know that guy. And you look at him. Oh, wow. Look at him. <laughs> you know, you know, we, we well, look, he doesn't have any hair anymore. Uh, this or that. Or anything sure. else. You know yeah, what well, I mean? Yeah, Trump, yeah. Trump, Trump I look better than he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, so, but, so there's the natural so, yeah, thing. We, we, we've, we've seen Gene Paul age. We haven't seen Vinny age. So, yeah, there's a shock difference when you haven't seen someone sure. in a long time. So but, I think he was a little taken back. So. But so what? You know, and what, again, it comes back to who cares? Who cares what, what a gentleman, what another gentleman looks like makes right. zero difference to how I feel about his songwriting abilities or how he plays guitar. Right. I really don't care what another guy looks like. I care about his songwriting 
and really? as we talk. Mr. Jack Daniels. So, some people, uh, some on, people were in the shock and awe when he came out with a pocketbook, you know? Oh, God, yeah, fuck that. You know, my father used to have a man bag. It's no big deal. Here, here, no, it here, wasn't here. a man. He didn't come out with a man bag. He actually came out, you know what I mean, with a big – I'm not making a joke out of it, but he did. When he took a break, no, I told he had to go I, to the bathroom. He I, took a bathroom break. He came out with a big pocketbook, I and it was some people were, like, yeah. a little bit shocked and all. And I'm like, who cares? If the guy's transitioning or not, who cares? It's his life. If it makes him happy, he's happy. Happy. Who cares? But again, in another three-run man, with all even all the lines are all messed up. You, I still, you have to give Derek a props for getting him to come out in the public eye again. It is definitely, without a doubt, Derek did their, you know, Derek did us as fans, huge uh, fans, a huge thing to to get him out in the public. So I have to give we have to give Derek props, and you can't tell me any of those people who've ever put on an expo wouldn't have wanted Vinny for themselves. There is no way if they said no way I wouldn't Vinny, they're lying mm-hmm. <laughs> because it all comes down to business, you know, money and business. You don't think any of those other people who have put on expos for years wouldn't want to have Vinny for the first time? Come on, really? Because look, now I've been going to expos for a long time, and that was huge, a huge, a lot of people, right? I mean, really, for the time, for the, how the times are, and this is, you know, 2018. Expos are not like they used to be. This was one of the biggest expos in years, you know. But for for me, for me, let me make one thing very clear: the moment Vinny Vincent walked through that door. It was mission accomplished for me. I I, would not, <laughs> I I really didn't need an autograph after that. I didn't need a photograph after that. I saw the man in the flesh alive and vertical. Also, a very brave person because, as we later find out from his Q&As and his 20 years of hell, we know that he has had a very, very rough time, a harsh life with many issues, and he had to take breaks. And, you know, I've heard various explanations that it wasn't just for to have a break from the people, that it was to recenter himself so that he could face the next lot, that it was a challenge. So on, on that level, where Peter Chris has done this for years and interacted with the fans, Ace Frehley has done this for years, interacted with the fan, Bruce, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, um, Gene and Paul obviously do this on a daily basis. Gene and Paul can do it with their eyes shut and still come across as very gracious, humble, and everything. For a man who has not done that to actually muster the courage, regardless of the possible payday, to actually have to do it is a, a completely different thing that gives me a great deal of respect for him that he did so. You know, So I do want to give kudos to Vinny. Yes, Derek brought him there, but Derek could not have pushed him through that door if he wanted to, no. if Vinny did not want to. And yes, I was at the restrooms and they had them all blocked off because Vinny was in there. And yeah, I walked back behind him and saw his little bag and, you know, people were, people were talking about his, his shoes. Well, just go back and look at some fucking... Uh, look, he wore the same shoes look, in 83. Exactly. Go the same exact fucking shoes look in 83. at those pictures. Same models. Before you start mocking him about what he was wearing. The exact same. Totally. Yeah, because that was the look, and who cares? He's still wearing the same ones. So fucking what? You know, it, it, you know, it's so it's so trite, it's so trivial, it's so pathetic. You know? Because every so because some people want to see the Vinnie Vincent they came out in 1983 or 84. They want to see that Vinnie Vincent that was in the Lick It Up video. Well, the I got news are. for you. You look in the mirror, people. Do you look like you look like in 1983 84? 
Probably not. <laughs> you know? No, so let, let's talk a little bit about the Expo Day because, you know, obviously our, our rant's going on quite 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 a bit. You know, you guys were gone all day. You know, I, yeah. I, I did notice that. Obviously, I was busy. I You know, I had an insane day, an insane weekend. Um, I do want to just, you know, take a moment to thank every single person who came by the KISS FAQ booth, either you know, to buy stuff. Thank you. Yep, thank you, Andy. Um, thank you. Thank you for the guys. You got, I got you all three you guys together to sign them for me. You will be Told one, you. one of the very few people who got the artist as well. I put the sign up on the table saying Nils is in the house. Track him down and you can get the artist autograph too. And Nils is really good sport about it. Look at that shit. I mean, that, is, that is just so fucking cool. And I went chasing after all three of you. You better make sure you get over here. I want a damn picture and I want you to sign it. Yeah, co- collect them all. So, you know, I was busy. So many people came by and... You know, I appreciate all the kind words, as does Tim, about the works that we've done, about the books that I've done separately. It means a hell of a lot to hear from you, to meet you, to shake your hand. I'm really fucking happy I brought the Elder Backdrop because I got a lot of really cool photos of fans. Just like, here, get up against the wall. I want your picture. And that backdrop worked out ace. I mean, you're in Kim photo. That's your your background? Yeah, that was the back of the... Oh, I thought it might have been... No, 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 no. Look at the back of the Odyssey book. That's the art. Oh, and I, I, you know what I mean? Like I said, I got there and I'm like, at that point, sometimes I, Lonnie's probably doing the same thing. When we, when we finally actually walked into the place, we, we probably were like zombies walking around going, oh, my God. I stood, I stood in line after you left for a couple more hours. but That's what I mean. <laughs> but it's like complete zombies, though. You know what I mean? We're complete zombies. And I have to say the same thing. I, I can't, you know... I'm very good with faces, but I'm terrible with names. I've always got I can remember stuff from like 50 years. Ago. I'm not even 50 yet, but I can remember stuff. You know what I mean? But I, there was so many people that would come up to me and say, Andy, man, nice to meet you. I see you on the FAQ podcast. Can't wait to see you again. Da, 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 all this stuff. And I, I can't think enough people who come up to me and just say, you know, thanks for, you know, doing stuff and doing that, being on, being on the FAQ podcast, doing stuff for the crew stuff. I mean, it's. You know, I met so many like great people over the weekend, and you know that's why I said it's not, yeah, it wasn't all about you know. I want to say this is a bitch fest today. We did the bitch fest already, but in a way though, I had a freaking really great time. You know, once you get in the room, and Lonnie, you were in line for seven hours or something stupid, hey, weren't you? I got one more story about about the line since you oh, brought the, it back. Oh, the up. guy you cut, right? You were, and I, Andy, I don't know if you, I told you this, but you left, and I'm in line still, and they get done with the pictures. So they're going to start moving the autograph lining. I know this story. And every so often, people come up and they go in. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? And then I'm getting close, and somebody comes up and goes, well, I got a, uh, a VIP. I get a fast pass. And, I'm, we're, and we're all like, you know what? There's no such thing as a, we were told there's no such thing as a fast pass. This is it. So he walks up there. Talks to the guy in, in the front, smoothes his way right in, on it. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. And I'm, I'm about 10 people from the door at this point. And I start holding up my badge. Just holding up my badge. And he goes, what are you showing me? And I go, I'm showing you that I'm a VIP and I've been in line all freaking day. It's 3.30 now. And he goes, and he goes, what am I, what am I supposed to do with that? I go, well, I'm supposed to, I was supposed to have a fast pass to get to the front of the line. And we were told earlier that there was no such thing. Now people are walking in with a me while I've been in line all day. And he goes, well, um, well, if you have that, I guess you could go on in. And I said, you know what? At this, you're, now you're telling me after I've been in line all day 
yeah, you can go on in? And I said, no, I'm not going in. Because I, my time is no more valuable than the rest of these people sit, standing in line. And I sat here and I bonded with these people over the last God knows how many hours I've been in line. I'm not going to be a dick to them and say, well, see you later, guys. I'm going in while you continue to wait. So I continued to wait, got inside. I was a little boisterous towards the end because I had really had it at the end that all that this happened. And I and they, I got up to the front and they were going to cut. He was going to cut me off and make me wait till the next group. He goes, no, why don't you go ahead and go in and get me out of line? Keep, keep me from yelling <laughs> and giving him a hard time. <laughs> so I get done. I get done. And a couple people came up to me after I got done and they said, you know what? What you did was really, really classy by not going in. I had a guy come up to me. He says, I'm from Argentina and I moved to the United States of America. And what you did was true American class. And it makes me proud to be an American today because what you did was really, really classy that what, that your time's no valuable than anybody else. And you're no better than anybody else. And he shook my hand and he thanked me again. I was like, that was really cool. And I wasn't trying to do it for, you know, the people that pat me on the back, but it's just like, at this point, why bother going after I've sat there with these people for, I don't or all freaking day. So then he signs my things for, for Alex. You're welcome, Alex. <laughs> oh, Alex. Yeah, yeah. And my, and, and one thing for myself and one thing for my buddy, Joe Odell. And at that point, I'm like, I gotta go and get my tattoo because mm-hmm. I, because I didn't think I'd be in line all day. I thought I'd be back from getting my tattoo by this point and eat. Cause I'd been in line all day too. And I was about ready to fall over. So we left to go get something to eat, went and got my tattoo, waited to get the tattoo, got the tattoo. We're coming back, and I, we parked the car, walking back in the hotel, I get up my phone, checking Facebook. And I'm like, oh, can, are you shitting me? Robert Fleischman got up on stage and sang with Vinny, and I missed it. I have to watch it on YouTube now because oh, I stood in line all day. Oh, boy. <laughs> so. At least, least I didn't miss that part. At least well, I finally. you. Yeah. Well, here's the, here's the thing too. When you finally get in there, right? When we finally get in, and uh, like I said, it was a lot of great, great moments meeting, you know, people like the first time I've ever met Jillian, Lonnie, and we didn't even get a picture between. We didn't even get a picture of the three of us together, which is more even more bizarre because it must be must be a fate thing. I don't even believe in it, but we'll get together at some point again. Maybe Ken will <clears throat> show up sometime. Anyways, uh, uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, it was like, and then when I walked in, I'm thinking, I started looking around at stuff, and it was, uh, you know, you know, there were dealers there, but there weren't like a ton of dealers, but there was still people there, you know, selling stuff, and uh, you know, they, everybody says, "Oh, Spencer's crap." You can say what you want about Spencer's crap, but let's face it, man. Technically, there was more stuff that was produced, mass produced, or produced. For Kiss from 1996 to 2000, mm-hmm. they, you know, face it. Everybody's like, oh, I want 70s stuff. Well, guess what? They already produced, you know, even though it says, oh, dude, all this Kiss stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, Kiss produced a, a bunch of massive stuff in the 70s, but it wasn't as massive as 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000. There were way more products produced when the reunion happened, point blank. And uh, you could say you could say some of that stuff is junk if you want. This is crap, but some of that crap was actually pretty cool. Yeah, some people yeah. like it. Fair, yeah. fair is fair. In, in fair. my in my corner of the world, obviously, I brought some vinyl this time, and uh, 
my Chilean lives went like that. Obviously, my prices mm. were really freaking good. So even the <laughs> stuff that did not sell, I'm still shaking my head at not being able to sell the Swedish uh, alive or the Brazilian ones at those fucking prices. You have got to be kidding me that those didn't go. But uh, mm. a lot of the the cool stuff, the, the French copies went went fast. The Dutch guys next to me, Arian, had a fucking mm. history. Uh, box set that i just kept looking at all day i'm like it's still yeah, there you're right no. you're, it's still are you fucking I was like <laughs> at that price it's still there it's not gone i saw i, I saw <laughs> i saw the kiss i saw a kiss alive poster you know the big ones you know mm-hmm. the you know the three feet by oh, yeah. five feet whatever the hell they are. Oh, i got yeah, i got a ball yeah the, the, i saw some guy had one for like 90 bucks mm-hmm. and then they had the uh the other one they alive to one uh for 130 and the guy had it on the table. I couldn't believe it. The guy had it on the table, and in stretch over, I'm like, somebody's gonna like really crinkle this thing. It, it, but I was surprised nobody bought him. Yep. I was shocked. I'm like, look, you know what? I, I, I was shocked. I'm like, there were some 70s. There were some nice 70s. There was one looking around. Some guy. Had, I think the guy he said he had the original Love Gun uh, proof. The gun. You know, the gun. That, you know, oh, yeah. he had like the proof. Oh wow! Dead. He got it from somewhere. I mean, I don't know. Yes. And then somebody had the makeup kits that were going for like 800 500 800 bucks. There was some stuff that was a little bit out of price range, but it's like if you want to play. And uh, there was some, there was some 70 stuff. Not a, yeah, but you got to say when I got there in, the, in there, there was only X amount of 70. So I don't know if there was more, uh, uh, you know, ahead of time, you know. But there was some 70 stuff there, which was kind of cool. But I always got to mention this to people, okay? In my thought is that we're all in an age group from 40s that most KISS fans are in their 40s, like majority from their 40s to their 60s, okay? And we're not dead. We're not dying. So we basically have hoarded all the stuff. You know what I mean? We've hoarded it all. So we're keeping it all for our collections so we're not dumping it. You know what I mean? So we're in that age group. We're not dumping it because we still love it. You know, some people dump stuff because somebody's passed away or they need really or if people that are really hard up and something happened to them in their lives and they need to sell stuff or people are like getting out of the kiss thing well i'm kind of done with it i'm out of it but for the majority of us between that 40 and 60 we still love them we still we collect it we got it we're not going to give it away we're not going to give it away we're keeping it you know what i mean Whereas yeah, I, you know, I, I'm one of those guys who's getting out of it. But you know, that whole back corner, Ecuador, <laughs> Singapore, you know, the amount, the vinyl. I was impressed by the amount of vinyl. Tom Shannon and his lovely wife were there, mm. and in, in addition to selling the Kiss My Wax books, had a good selection of vinyl, some really, really good stuff, priced very well. I mean, I, I'm stunned that you know, a, a lot mm. of the stuff simply didn't go. Uh, who was next to them? Because uh, Jason Herndon was also there from Kiss My Collectibles. Oh, Jason, yeah. That was fantastic mm-hmm. to meet him. Um, Andrew Scambati, of course, met him for the first time. He was doing the UD replica stuff, and Mm -hmm. I was so fucking impressed when they rolled those in. Those were amazing. Oh, my goodness. You know, no interest. I would have bought a jacket from from that company the other day if they had, you know, the jean jacket. It says says Kiss Army. It's half leather and Mm -hmm. half denim. Mm-hmm. I probably I was looking for because I don't I mean I live in New England I don't even have a jacket all these years I'm like man I never wear a jacket I just I don't know what it is I just anyways I, I would have bought one they only had the only had was the the leather one it's you know it says Kiss on the back mm-hmm. with a thing on it and it had the originals I mean I like the original off the original but I just 
I don't know what it is. I don't wear a jacket, but I told the guy, I'm like, I buy one right off you right now. He goes, oh, it's somewhere shuffled underneath, and we actually don't sell stuff. We're just here showing. I was kind of taken back. Oh, yeah. yeah, advertising. I was kind of like a little bit taken back by that. You could make a ton of money right now, but you're not going to sell it. I, I, I find that kind of odd. That's just my personal. Oh, yeah. And the classic guys were there. Were they cool as know. hell or what? I mean, you know, yeah. obviously they had the CDs, and I'm, I'm glad I've got one of these now. Uh, very, very cool. Plus the white face make it with the sunglasses, harkening back to Paul in uh, 74, excuse me. Mm. Um, Kiss Live Forever, Kurt and Jeff. Um, selling the new, the new book looks absolutely fantastic for Kiss Alive Forever. Absolutely sick. Uh, if you didn't get one, see if they're still available on the website or, or what's going on with that. Because, you know, it, it's absolutely fantastic. And here was the fun part. You know, I someone I can't remember who it was that came up to me said, uh, we need you to moderate um, a couple of Q&As. And I missed you. I miss, See, that's one of the things I missed. I you, missed that you, part you, of it. You know what? Here we are. We're lucky. Um, Alan Tate of the Ages of Rock Pack podcast was kind enough to film the Q&A I did with Kurt and Jeff. And I had about 15 minutes to actually come up with some questions for those guys. I wanted to do mm-hmm. some stuff that was a little bit different. I didn't know what everyone else's uh, kind of familiarity with the Kiss Live Forever book is. But, you know, here, here was a high point of my day. Apart from meeting everyone and hanging out with friends, meeting people like you, Andy, who I've not met before or andrew or jason or all those guys so many people so many fucking unbelievable was to to be introduced by eddie trunk as that guy who's written books about kiss uh you know including odyssey which he you know i'm 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 gonna cut in some of that video right now um because it was just you know for an ego moment to actually get to go up on stage with kurt and jeff and i've said it before i will say it again i will never stop saying it that kiss alive forever is the gold standard in touring history Uh, what it said it was a very high bar and while i may do my on tour i do mine a different way in going for the newspaper articles to get up there and to get to ask them some questions for the crowd i was nervous i was freaking you know leaving i needed some kitty litter because um you know i'm not good in front of an audience or i don't know if i am um I, i think i did okay but you know it was just fun to get up there and ask some questions and then they showed their video and here's but i'm coming up in a little bit i'd like to welcome to the stage right now a couple guys that have been become friends over the last few years because i've had them on my radio show so many times talking about their amazing book kiss alive forever which they've done a special edition for, another run-up for the expo that they're selling back in the corner there. And if you guys know this book, you know it is absolutely essential reading for any KISS fan. Uh, it's one of those books you can just keep referencing and going back to. So many great statistics, so much great information in it. I really, really, truly enjoy it. And I've had uh, Kurt Gooch on my show many times to talk about it. And also uh, Jeff Seuss has been on as well in the past. And I'd like to welcome both of those guys to the stage right now. Give it up for Kurt and Jeff. And also from KISS FAQ, a man who's also made some tremendous books. I just got done reading the Elder book cover to cover. Julian Gill, everybody. And uh, Julian is going to be doing the interview with the guys. I'm going to go back and uh, get myself ready to come out and talk to you guys. I'll see you out here in like an hour. And oh, one other thing. When these guys are done with their interview, they're going to drop a screen. And uh, and Kurt has, you know, this guy unearths the coolest footage anybody's ever seen. And he's got some promo footage, some KISS stuff, that's going to be debuted for the first time on the screen in about 
however long they take to talk. So about a half an hour. So you do not want to miss that. And then I'll be up here a little bit after that. So Jeff, Kurt, Julian, take it away, gentlemen. Any truth, ladies and gentlemen, it's here for it. All right, Atlanta, you know what day today is? Paul Stanley's birthday. Can we get a round of applause for the Star Child? It's great looking out at all of you. Thank you to everyone who's come by the KISS FAQ table. We appreciate it. Let's talk about KISS Live forever. Let's do it. You are Jeff. I am Jeff. And you are? Kurt Lee. And guys, you first put out KISS Live forever in 2003. Jeff, what made you guys decide to do such a massive... I'm to see that fucking video. Well, I'm hoping... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that I'm hoping that somebody makes a package, you know, somebody you there with a real, uh, really good video camera, like basically videoed everything through the whole yeah. afternoon, the whole thing and makes a DVD because I, you know, I'd buy one. I know a lot of people will probably buy. I buy. I want to buy one. If somebody's got somebody, hopefully like the Kiss Cruises, you know, they make the packages, they sell it. I'm in because I miss stuff. You know, like I said, it's a freaking fantastic. You know, you know, and it's the only other problem is I want to say a problem is that you know you have the dealers and everybody around the edges, and then the, the people are speaking up on the stage. The echoing was a little tough for the people more in the background. Mm. You know, in the back to to hear what was going on. You know, it's like one of those things that you know that's kind of tough. But I, I, you know, like I said, if it wasn't for the line thing and that other crap. It was off the hook. I'm telling you, it was fan wicked awesome. New England, say it. The wicked awesome, fantastic. You know, I, you know, it was. It was one of the great, one of the great, great expos in the last 15 or 20 years. I'm telling you, because I said I've been to a lot of them through a lot of the years, and this was huge. It does. It's definitely huge. I, I just. It's very scary. If anybody's going to Nashville, I'd be a little bit spectacle, a little bit kind of on the teeter-tot of that whole VIP, the extra money. I'm hoping if they do do one in Nashville, for anybody that goes, you know, I'm hoping that Derek sees all the feedback about, you know, lining people up and doing the right thing that way. But as in... Come on, he, he, yeah, saw, he, saw, he saw the feedback for New York and didn't do anything. Here's what I think they should be doing. Yeah. They have a PA system. They should be calling out numbers 1 to 25, come and line up now. No one else line up. You will not be, you know, do it in batches of 25 so that you have more manageable. Were you doing photographs or numbers, blah, blah, you know, and you yeah. fucking announce yeah. it. You have the numbers written on the back of the laminates that mm -hmm. you have to get in, and it's behind a security window so mm -hmm. no one can diddle it. And you do it that way. You do not have full fucking lines. You, you know what? You take away the experience from people by having them in queue for seven hours. They're not able to go hang out with friends. They're not able to go make new friends. They're not able to shop. They're not able to look, window shop. They're not able to listen to the Q&As. I mean, how many of you got to listen? Uh, Lonnie, did you get to hear the Big John Hart Q&A? Absolutely get to hear, not. Uh, everyone heard Eddie <laughs> Trunks because he was so fucking loud. Uh, I never heard Eddie. I didn't hear it. Well, you were probably out. I missed Ron Keel. I never saw Ron Keel. 
Ron Keel was badass. Eddie, Eddie's was very good as well, for that matter. He, he, um, in my area of the room, I just found it so incredibly loud. It was like, turn it down to 11, would you please? Um, I missed... <laughs> I also I also thought these were... You know what? I gave it to Derek on this. This was your... This was your... If People that actually watch and cool. just not here... You know, this is your this is this was your thing for your photo ticket, no, which I nice. thought was double. It's really thick, you know, like cardboardish yeah. kind of thing. I like such just a cheesy paper. I thought that was pretty cool, and I think this was a good idea too. He had a thing for the, you know, I was there. This is for your, you know, there's a, you know, ticket down here. They rip off for your for your signature. Really cool idea. It just needs some help, and I mean, yeah. some help. You know, I had people come up to me, hey, Andy, man, you should you should be help running this. I said, you know what? There is absolutely no way that I would even volunteer to help because I wouldn't want to be yelled at, screamed at all day uh, Mm -hmm. from people and fans that what's going on. Because this was told this and then two minutes later, this was told that because I would be like, no way. Line, line. Number, number, show me your number, line up, I don't want to hear your shit. You know? And it, you, like, Lonnie, like Lonnie said, when Lonnie was, like Lonnie was in line, Lonnie wouldn't feel like a dick about, he had no, a VIP. At that point, like, I'm he not didn't want to cut it. the line because now now you have all these people looking at you going, that freaking asshole's cut the line. Sure. You know, going back to what Julian said about, you know, having people come in like 25 at a time, you know, if you did that and say, okay, 1 through 25, line up. 26 through 50, line up. Oh, now we're going to take photos. So 51 through 75, don't bother lining up. Meanwhile, you got a guy like me who's been in line for five hours at that point. I'm like, I'm not moving because, you know, I don't care if you're doing pictures for the next two hours. I'm not moving and moving and, and losing my place because yeah. as bad as I had it, I'd turn around and look behind me and it was it was insane behind me. So I'm like, I'm not moving. Man, so it was some- just, you know, just, just some... It's better organization as far as how you line people up and keeping and, and trying to keep to a schedule and, and not wasting people's whole days in line. Because as bad as I had it in line, people, as much as I'm sitting here complaining about how bad I had it in line, people behind me had it much, much worse in line and missed even more than what I did. So I really felt bad for some of the people behind me that that were just, you know, this, that was their whole day. I don't think they, I know. They I even I even took line. a walk once. I even took a walk once. You know that line that we were at the Lonnie there when they went up, 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 and then they made us everybody go down that way. And those people were actually coming around the corner, going because <gasps> the line was oh, moving, yeah. and then they, they actually yeah. saw what was going on. They were like, "Oh, oh my God!" I took a I took a walk, and I'm like. These people have no idea what's what's going on. How I, I, bad came, I, I came out every you know once in a while to go hit the head, and you know I was just like, holy shit, you guys are fucked. I would have people coming in and they're like, I've been in line. Do you have any copies of On Tour? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sold out. Do you have any copies of Gap? I'm sorry, I'm sold out. Do you have any copies of Odyssey? I'm sorry, I'm sold out. And you know what? I felt like a fucking asshole. I was sold out of everything, and these poor people have been standing in line all fucking day and they come in and they're 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 fried man i'm sorry there there was no other way to describe some of these faces that you know they're not having fun now they're coming in and it's just like what have we just been through we've been through emotional duress all day now i'm getting in and i've been waiting to go to that guy's table but i couldn't because i had to 
take care of lose my, my, spot. My, my spot, my Vinny stuff first. I understand that. And instead, they get to you, and they probably went to other dealers or to meet people um, you know, that come to my table, I'm sold out. I feel, I feel like a total ass. And there's nothing I can do. And, and it feels, I feel bad because we're on here now. We had a great <laughs> – it's a double-edged sword. We had a, we great, had a great time. time I can't believe Vinny came out. We had a great time in ways. But then we turn around and have a crappy thing go on. But then we sound like we sound like a bunch of whining babies in ways, you know. But it's true. We're just trying to tell – I mean, the feedback might be good or bad, but yeah, I'm dude, just trying to – we're just trying – I'm me personally are just trying to inform people in a way – what really happened? And this is the third time. This isn't the first time. This is the third time. And I, I was there when people actually walked up to to Derek and said, Derek, you need help. Can we help you in any shape or way or form? And Derek just went and he looked out and the money kept coming. The, 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 the stacks of money. Uh, you know, I me personally. I love Kiss. I love doing this stuff. I've done as much as I can do now. I would love to help people out. And I'm not in it for the money. I would have stood there and helped Lewis and helped whatever if somebody had some kind of form saying, okay, left is this, right is that, was going to stick to a thing. I would walk down the line, all the way down the line and say, hey, people, this is what's going on right now. I have no problem because, like I said, I know how hard it is, and I'm not even, like I said, I've done the cruise parties for now. This is going to be this year's another one down in Miami all these years. I know how hard it is to set shit up, to deal with things and everything else. I know how it is. You know, I feel bad for Derek in ways, but then I don't because if you haven't learned from your past experiences, it's your fault. And now it's my fault. If I say, if I go to Tennessee and I do the same thing, and I do it, it's all my fault. Now it's my fault. Hey, I, 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 I want to pause right there because I do want to make sure we have Ken actually involved in the show. Ken, you know, what, what are the... We love you, Ken! Right. The voice of reason! You know, I, I, I have to grab a beer. I'm but, but, we but, need it. But Ken, you know, what are the, some of the things that as someone... You were going to come and do this, weren't you? You know, what are the yeah, sort of things that you want to know about the event, you know, from those of us who were there that you haven't already heard? You know, let me let me grab a beer while you uh, while you ask the boys some questions. I recommend you ask Lonnie the question first. Yeah, keep me out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the thing that struck me... Uh, I mean, I, I heard the, the um, Eddie Trunk, obviously... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, shortly after he did that interview, it's like right short after there was already a recording of it on YouTube. Yeah, um, yeah. But I just thought, you know, what is going on? First of the, uh, I, I did notice in those interviews, and maybe it was just all days, that that Vinny uh, and Paul, I, 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 there was nothing there ever. Um, where he said Paul never wanted him in the band, which was mean Mr. from the Mustard. beginning. From the beginning, and yeah, the mean Mister Mustard—that's not going to go away. That's that's it now. That's going to be <laughs> be used mm-hmm. all the time. The other thing, so that I thought that was kind of interesting, um, but it doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't surprise me what he said. So, and then 
uh, what's the deal? Uh, you know, I, I, it, there was a little shock when I first saw Vinny, like you said, you know, Andy. Is that that first shock? You like, cause it's been twenty years, but you see him like, it's like, what? oh wow, you know. But mm-hmm. then it's like, then okay, fine, you know. Another minute later, it's like, okay, I'm cool, you know. And then the other thing is now this this kind of leads to where I think Vinny was really or has or is living through some hard times still because his his outfit you know the pantsuit that deal stuff the shirt I want to say he wore that maybe all three days or else he has a copy of them like kiss costumes Um, (laughs) you know I I, I think it's the same outfit uh, every day and 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 maybe it's because they can't afford, you know, the stuff, or I don't know, you know. Friday, Friday was a dark blue. Saturday okay. was black. I don't even know what he did Sunday. Sunday was black also. Okay, so they were all the, the same style, but just a, uh, the shade was different. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, people, what people some took some pictures, and even on Friday it looked purplish because the way the lights were in the background. But it was definitely a dark blue, and it was okay. definitely black on Saturday. And I, okay. I don't even want to well, call it a pantsuit because you know it, it was baggy, and you know even though it's obvious Vinny has put on some weight, I am nearly certain that he was wearing bulletproof gear. Um, you know that really did add. To, I, I think so. I, I am nearly sure. Of I it. saw. It, oh, when, when, when his body moved, uh, there was one point where you could see a line across the top of his chest appear. You know, right. uh, unless he was strapping, strapping down. So oh, I, I think so. I think or, doing you, you know 100%. what? This is this is a man who, again, from what I've heard, and nothing, I haven't heard anything out of this this past weekend. I've heard things previous that you know he's lived in mortal fear, you know, in the post Dimebag era because of this fucking archives box set and some of the nasty shit that was written online by people who were really, really, you know, come on, it was money. I've said it before. The, a hundred bucks then is a hundred bucks now, and not one of us is going to sit there and light one up and say a hundred bucks, big deal, doesn't mean nothing. It's a lot of money, then and now. Um, that he knows he fucked up in that situation, even though he tried to blow it off in the Q and A section. You know that just the you know the tsunami of the court case and all that. You know he he tried to play it off, but he sure. he, he does recognize that. And, and and Lonnie, I mean, what, what's your take on kind of that whole situation? To to Vinny's credit, in in regard to the box set, um, I was sitting there with with Joe, who's been on the show a few times, and Derek asked him the question about the box set, and he go and you've probably seen the interviews, the the Q and A online, and when he asked him the question about the box set, he goes, you know, I just want to thank everyone for being here today, and we both thought oh, he's gonna dodge it, he's not gonna answer the question about the box set. And Derek, and then he, and he, and he, and he didn't. And then Derek goes, "Well, do you want to wrap this up? And you guys want to, you know, you guys want to get your autographs and some pictures taken?" And everybody's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And Vinny goes, "Well, hold on a second, hold on a second. I never did answer that question about the box set." And he went back to it. And I thought that was really, really classy. Whether you bought his explanation or not, whether you liked his explanation or not, uh, whether you bought a box set or not, you know, whether you had a stake in it or not. I thought it was really, really classy that he went back to that and addressed that on his own. Because at that point, they were wrapping up. 
And he didn't have to say, oh, wait a minute, I never, I never answered the question about the box set. I thought that was really, really classy on his part. Um, <laughs> but I'm definitely with Julian that I, I think he was wearing something underneath as far as Kevlar goes. And I had heard, too, that you know there, there was a lot of security around, especially when Vinny came on stage. There were a lot of armed guards in all around that stage and i had heard that you know he he had you know reservations about it for obvious for obvious reasons if he was wearing kevlar he had he was scared for himself so you know it, it to his credit though he came out and did it as, as much as scared as he might have been so i really have to give and then on I Sunday, even heard that he, on, on I even Sunday heard that he's he sitting even... on the edge of the stage. On Sunday, he was relaxed. On Sunday, he just he sat just, on the loop he, of the stage. He, yeah, he's just, you know. Oh, yeah, very that. relaxed. Just feet. I mean, I freaked out at, at one point. I, I was very concerned uh, when Jonathan hopped up right in front of Vinny and said, hey, it's, you know, Vinny Vincent. You know, and Vinny was a little bit taken back for a second, looking nervous. And, you know, the guards, like, tense. I was like, Jonathan, not a good choice, buddy. Um, <laughs> but, you know, everything was cool once you know, Vinny realized it was someone, you know, telling the crowd, come on, Vinny, um, you know, he, the smile came back to his face and, and, and it was good. I, I think we gave him, maybe that's why he kept wearing moving the jacket all the time. The, you know, the jacket he was wearing mm-hmm. once in a while would move. And he kept, if you watch, if you really watch closely, he kept moving the jacket, making sure that it was covered. Mm. So, Oh yeah. Maybe yeah. To, to save self. And you could see when he was talking for, it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. No, and when he's talking in the microphone, if you really watch, when he's talking in the microphone, his arm. Because Kim even no, Kim even noticed it when he's talking in the microphone. His other hand was always going like, it was always like this. So you could see the nervousness in his, in him. He was uh-huh. nervous. So, I, well, I don't blame the guy. I don't blame the guy being that nervous. The way the world is nowadays. Yeah, I'm not Unless, surprised. But going back to that box set thing. Um, now that he said he's, you know, he's sorry and, and the whole deal and whatever, it, you know, happens, happens. But he's going to have to now back up what he's said he's going to do. Um, and hopefully he follows through with finishing off the box set and, and giving these people who did put their money, uh, you know, pay for this thing. Uh, you know, they're going to get two copies. Right. Uh, that's what he said. And oh yeah, special gift from his collection or or whatever personal stuff um i hope i hope it all happens jesus i mean a a gift a handwritten note dear so-and-so i'm so sorry sorry about what happened in 1997 (laughs) please find and close your love vinnie vincent star beautiful audio that'd be great that works there's your gift and then for the people like me who didn't buy it back then you know here's your box set thank you so much here's buy a new box set yeah yeah. um new customer you know being there in the moment that vinnie vincent picked up an acoustic guitar and played a melancholy mournful version of tears oh my god um just 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 him being on the stage and all of a sudden they're like oh i kind of you know everybody kind of figured he might do something you know what I mean? When it when it actually happened, and then everybody's like Robert Flash, and then Robert didn't actually come out at first for a while, you know. And then with the, and, and then all of a sudden, oh my God, here he comes! He starts playing, <laughs> and, you know. And and he was so apologetic about it. You know, for me as a as a fan, I would actually pay a lot of money to get two cassette tapes back. And the the Singapore issues of Peter Chris is out of control and Let Me Rock You. That was my first introduction to Tears. 
I loved that song when I first heard it by um, Peter Chris. I loved that song when I first heard the demo years later with Vinny singing it. I love that song to this day. I've never heard John Waits' version, by the way, and nor do I want to. But those two Kiss guys doing it, particularly Vinny, when he did that, a little reinterpretation, and you weren't there. You had to watch it on... Uh, I had to watch it on YouTube. Uh, on YouTube. Oh, my. But I watched that, it Sunday that morning. That moment, I was sitting there, and I was having kittens because... I the crowd was just like in awe. I had hoped absolutely he, in shock. I had hoped everybody, he would pick you up could the hear guitar. a pin drop in that place when they brought out the mic. They brought the guitar and put it on his lap. You could see everybody go. Yeah. Hey, this is going to happen. He's and actually going to play. He's gonna mm-hmm. fucking play, and he's gonna play acoustic. Is the part that blew my mind because yep. I, I, someone did have a pink V, by the way, uh, a Randy yeah. Rhodes yep. one. Um, but when I saw it was an acoustic, I'm like, what the fuck are we about to experience here? Because when you think of Vinny, you think Invasion or EP yeah. Euphoria, you know, over-the-top playing. What is he going to do? And he was on, you know, I know he'd rehearsed in back, and he must have had an inkling and have worked on things. But it's a totally different thing for a guy who has not performed live in front of an audience um in over 20 years to actually come out there and do it while wearing possibly body armor, uh, you know, to do it. And those first chords and his voice was absolutely beautiful. It was, it was absolutely brilliant. And then he goes into a bit of million to one. If I could pick one kiss song for Vinny to do, what have I fucking said? I think I'm on a show somewhere saying, you know, I would love to hear a demo of Vinny doing a million to one second mm-hmm. song up Vinny doing. A and he, million and to he one. said, he's not, uh, he's not a singer. He, he said is, it. He is a singer. I thought it was great. No, no, but I'm saying, though, but Vinny, after the first tears, after that, he says, hey, I'm not a singer. Yeah. This is, you know, I write music, I play. You I, know, I'm I, not really a I'm, singer, singer. I would you know? pay and I would fly to see it was Vinny awesome. sitting on a fucking bar stool. Would it top my Peter Chris moment at the last Peter Chris concert? No, but it would be fucking cool. And then he mm-hmm. goes into some chords for that time of year. And at that time, I'm just fucking, you know, having a seizure because yeah. it, it, it's just so unexpected. But, you know, that moment where... And he, you, could, you could hear the pin drop when he, even when he's playing. You could hear a pin drop when he started playing. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he got done, everybody did the... <gasps> and they get up and the clapping and the cheering and it like... I mean, literally, it was just a love fest. Yeah. If, love if, fest, if period. Ever, if ever he needed some medicine... Then how about the reaction from the crowd when he did Back on the Streets and yeah. Robert Fleischman? Uh, again, I, I said this all weekend because, you know, I, I interacted with Robert a, a tiny bit, um, mostly in the bar afterwards. But Robert, <laughs> I saw walking around. He is one of the coolest motherfuckers ever. Um, <laughs> he knows it, too. Go No, go <laughs> go onto YouTube. He's awesome. Check out the sky. The guy can fucking sing. I've been hanging out on YouTube watching and listening to a whole bunch of Robert's music, catching back up with him as a solo artist. I used to own his, you know, solo album from 79. I think it was on Arista. I can't remember. Um, You know, the demo of Wheel in the Sky later recorded by Journey, which most people, I I was playing, Mm -hmm. I liked it on on YouTube today, so most people see the link on my Facebook. Uh, The guy can fucking sing. When he came up and he scooched, you know, Vinny over on that seat and they're just sitting together and 
it was just so organic and natural. It was such a, a wonderful moment. Again, Andy said about these moments of history to be there when Robert Fleischman and Vinnie Vincent perform for the very first fucking time together, mm-hmm. even just for a few minutes. That breaks down. Um, oh my goodness! I get chills just you just saying that, that right now. That look you, on Vinnie's face when he saw Robert sitting there next to him. That look because, on Robert's I, face as well when he was. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, pure joy on both of their faces. Yeah. Yeah, just but the funniest thing is joy. when they did. The funniest part about it was when they they said they gave Vinny the guitar and he started playing and they're like, Rob, it's gonna come out right. And he he didn't right away. It's like it was like a big like it took another two or songs and then all of a sudden it happened. Everybody's just like, is this really happening? It's just, you but, know. But it, it would not have been appropriate on Tears. It would not have been appropriate on A Million to One or that time of year. What the fuck? No. On the Invasion album, it was a duet by the two. So it was perfect. The moment he did it, you know, started doing Back on the Streets, you could almost oh. feel that Robert was going to end up on that stage. You know, if he was, I didn't even know if he was still in the room at that point. So, again, the timing. Timing is everything. That That he went up there. And and just to see those two, finally, I do hope they have a talk. I don't need them to talk about Invasion. I want them to talk about Robert and Vinny, the voice and the guitar. Vinny can still play. That was obvious by how he was playing that guitar. He needs practice, you know, working with a singer and working with an audience, without a doubt. I, I, I've totally decided. I do not need Vinny to ever strap on an electric guitar again. If I can get a performance of him playing his favorite material on an acoustic with Fleischmann singing it, and that includes stuff off All Systems Go, uh, all back through their both of their catalogs, I would fucking pay for that just to see those two. Um, well, like Vinny, Vinny said, and they said, you know, uh, how, how about it, like an invasion reunion? Everybody's like, are you kidding me? And then Vinny says, this this should have happened. So you know, so Robin should have been. The way it should have always been. Should have always been. Mark Slaughterhead should have never been the singer. See, and, that, you know, that's, I mean, that's the one thing I had the most problem with is the denigrating of Mark. You know, th- yeah. there there is far more to that story, and we've heard many of the other sides of that. So let's be, you know, I want to be very careful not to fall into that kind of honey trap. No. You know, as, as exciting as it was to see Robert and you know Vinny back together, I, I I I don't want to see Mark denigrated in any way because I love All Systems Go, I love Slaughter, I, I love Mark Slaughter's solo work. Um, he's yeah. a great voice. He was a great. No, no, he, he, was, he, that, he was a great voice for the invasion. No. But Vinny wouldn't even say his name and denigrated his talent, and that is one thing that I really did disagree with. That I, I, I wish Vinny had taken a little bit more time, maybe, to think about what he felt about Mark, and maybe come and maybe thought, well, that, that's not quite the right okay, way to say it, to because way. people are going to say. Mark Slaughter has done nothing wrong in this situation. He came into a situation and made the most of it. Yeah, he got a lot out of it. Chrysalis dumped Vinny. You know, we know that there's way more to that story than what Vinny said, and maybe Vinny's got to protect himself in his mind, and that's fine. You know, again, like he said, it's his version of the truth. You can take it or you can leave it, and he's fine with either. You know, I, I happen to believe fully that, you know, there's always three sides to the story. You know, there is one person's truth, the other person's truth, and then there, in the middle, there is the truth. So that that for me is the most uncomfortable part of this weekend is kind of how he handled Mark. I, I don't remember him ever saying Dana's name either. Maybe I, I just missed it. Um, no, 
Dana, didn't say Dana or Bobby. Didn't say. Didn't mention any of them. Dana was a very important part of the invasion, and when you read back through the interviews, the the role he played in the production, um, in the arranging. You know, Dana. Dana is a fucking pretty smart guy, and musically, what he's contributed to so much of the music that we listen to, going right back to Ozzy, and you know how that fucking band oh, yeah. kind of happened. Dana, you know, you can either like him or not as kind of in the Nikki Six Gene Simmons bass player role, but he's a smart guy and, you know, he's savvy. Yeah. Bobby Rock, fantastic drummer. Again, Mark Slaughter, great vocalist. You know, it, it, it was nice so that Robert is there and Vinny really appreciated him and had nothing but good things to say about Robert. So, you know, I'll take that as a plus. I, I don't think Mark Slaughter's in any rush to be part of the invasion again anyway. He doesn't need to. He can play up all night, the wild side, you know, any of those numerous slaughter hits and be quite happy with where his career arc went you know he, he it'll be interesting to see what happens when they go to nashville then when they when he finally gives a date and who's going to be there it'll be interesting to see what's really going to be there and who's going to be there for the nashville thing you know well, well here you, know? you here you go with one of the, of the lessons that you can learn from peter chris forgive to live Vinny. Make peace with your past, and I would say, if you do an expo in Nashville and Mark is around, bring him up, give him a hug, thank him, and move on. You know, if nothing else, you have to let it go. Sure, you don't like what happened, but it happened. You can't erase it. Uh, you know, it, it's just a horrible thing. That I think it could be a better expo in Nashville with so many of those guys living out that way, you know, particularly Mark, that, uh, you know, but then again, I'm not being fucking Vincent, and I don't know exactly what he feels about the whole situation. He did get royally fucked. Uh, maybe, you know. yeah, maybe, yeah, let's put, it, let's put it this way. Even without Vinny, Vinny being in Kiss, his personal life was just from what, you know, you've read in newspapers or legal stuff you can find up. Man, he's, Man, he, that guy's got a has had a crazy life. He? Even, I mean, the two wives, you know, are no longer. <laughs> sorry, Ken. Two, the two the two wives are no longer here anymore. And, and basically, you know, you can look up personal stuff on Vinny's wives and what's happened to them. Uh, you know, one got murdered. Well, you know, one was an escort at one point because they need to make extra money. No, she, uh, she, she no, she needed to make money. Period. That yeah, you know, they she, lived in. She was raising rich. two daughters on her own yeah. and needed to make money. And it is nearly twenty years ago to the day that yeah. the, that this expo took place that she was found murdered. So yeah, it's a very poignant time to think of Vinny's past. He wasn't around for that yeah. and but, he lived in he, bridgeport connecticut and areas of you know is not he, the greatest of areas either so i mean you know Vinny's just personal life without being even in kiss was a was a you know tough life you know i mean he explained the dog things no he didn't you know people are like oh my god you know what i got news for you if you know Vinny, as Vinny said he videotaped his other second wife in a tantrums all the time you know, being drunk and being, you know, you know, a, a, you're an addict. You know, when you're, you know, let's face it, you're an addict, man. You, you don't, 
you're you're a whole different person. You're you're totally out of it. So like he said, he videotaped her. Casey needed it at some point, basically because she thought he was she was going to kill him. So you, you know, know that's what that's what he says. And but he didn't yeah. even say her name, and she's dead. No. She died. And yeah. you know, I found that a bit harsh. But maybe he can't deal with it. You know, can I? I but he I also was again. proving he's, he's not guilty. I'm, so if he's proved in a court of law and stuff is everything is dropped, then he's not guilty. He's right. End the story. Yeah. So the story is no story in the long run. Oh yeah. You know, I'm not talking about no. the, uh, the story in any way because none of us are in the know. And Vinny's still, you know, able to make public appearances, and he did um, the anger management course that he was, uh, you know, supposed to do uh, by court order. So you know, that that's a non-issue for me. You know, that that is history. Let's turn the page here. I, I want to wrap this up because we're approaching we're over the two-hour mark, and you know, <laughs> I, I I want us to to turn the page for Vinnie Vincent, you know, and say that we have moved to a new chapter that hopefully involves Vinnie maybe making some music, being a little bit more at least accessible. You know, he's a very private man, and I think we're as KISS fans, we're going to have to respect that and stop, uh, you know, stalking him cyber-wise or otherwise. Um, I, I will never ask the man for an interview. I, you know, I, I could get word to them quite easily. Uh, I still have that 27-page interview that I send off one year that came back. You know, as much as I would love to have many of my questions answered, I'm going to respect his space going forward because he's come out and he's given some answers. Yeah, the dog stories to me don't make any sense whatsoever. That's fine. It, they don't need to. He has addressed them his way. Um, you know, the whole thing with the dog story was I actually went out and for a good long while out of the queue and I came back to these, well, he's still talking about the dogs? Shit. Um, it, it was one of those moments for me. He addressed an awful lot of things. All the Q&As are up on YouTube from the first night, the VIP, the very, very long one that he did on the actual expo night, which was absolutely insane. He really answered a lot of things uh some very interesting things that can't be questioned in any way about his history um which i found fascinating very very mm -hmm. interesting and then now the 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 third night um and i actually hung around on that sunday and i was just like a fly on a wall down there and i'm glad i was because i, I got to hang out with some really cool people and do some uh f photo sessions with a couple of people that are kind of important to me to have met this weekend that weekend so, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave this question to everyone as we close out this episode. If you went to the expo, what was your high point? What was the, the thing that you enjoyed the most? And other than being in line all day, because we're going to leave that out because it was shit and there's no way around it. What was your low point? What was the thing that did not meet expectations? Forget the lines. Again, you've you got to be able to step away from that shit. Um, what was it that really did not work? And I, I want to have some feedback to give Derek. You know, if he's going to go into Nashville and do this again with Vinny, there has got to be a better way, not only for the fans, but for Vinny. You, you have to take care of the guy and make sure that he's comfortable and happy through it all. But you have to respect the people who are paying an awful lot of money because people will fly in. They will be traveling again. And you cannot treat them like shit. That's wrong. Regardless of them throwing money at you all weekend long, Derek. Money's nice, but so is reputation. So let's leave that there. 
Um, again, I would like to give a massive shout out to Tim McFate, who hung at the table the whole weekend to sign, to help me out, to Lonnie and Becky, who did the same. Uh, very, very much appreciated, especially the uh, endless supply of yinglings, which are far too drinkable. Um, you guys were awesome. To everyone I met, all the podcast guys, Steve from Growing Up Rock, uh, oh shit, Joe, Jody, Tom Shannon, uh, Jason, uh, fuck it, Chris, Andrew, Chris, Decibel Geek, you know. The guy who fell in the bar, forgot his name in the chair, he was hanging around with you on Saturday. Fell back was the wrestler. Oh, he was a delight. <laughs> yeah, he's. He, if you check out the Rhino video that they put together from the LA, they, they put an ad together. He is actually, um, you know, and he, and he had his Polaroid thing that he printed out a picture right then and there of the Vinny and, um, and Robert, Robert Fleischman that I then took picture. into the bar and got Robert to autograph. That was so <laughs> fucking cool. I mean, awesome. he's a funny guy. Yeah, he he was he's he in was the, that Rhino video and uh, he uh, really really speaks well of the experience. Gabriel, who's in L.A. at the same time, and I never never met him that day, and I think I interacted with just about everyone who was there. So you know, that's just a few people: Tommy Summers, Mark Cicchini. You know, great to see you guys again. Um, I want to thank everybody too, man. I I can't I, like I said, if it wasn't for the line stuff, other than that, off the hook, had a wicked awesome time as we say here in New England. Yeah. yeah. It, it, it was one of the best kiss experiences I've had in a really, really long time, even though I, I sat here and, and complained about about the line because it was insane. And if but we were there, it was it was one of the best kiss weekends and best kiss experiences I've had in a long time. And I've been to a lot of expos. I've been to a lot of shows. I've done the kiss cruise. I've done the Vegas. Look at you. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Julian. I, uh, yeah, Andy, I did not put it, it up it on eBay. I sent it to my friend. So, um, <laughs> you know, like, like I said, let's wrap this one up. It was, I, I've said this before. I've said it to people. It was a tribal communion. We were worshiping at the altar of the Ankh warrior. And it was in that sense, fucking awesome. And I can't wait until the next time I get together with fellow fans just to be kiss maniacs in a bar in a expo just together celebrating the band that we love so from lonnie from andy from ken silent ken and myself we thank you for listening and we'll see you next time i enjoyed it yeah (laughs) now you don't have to watch the episode you got to listen to it live there you go all right thank you everyone can't get a button can't get a button so he's all set yeah, and don't buy, don't buy, don't sell shit don't on, eBay on eBay that you get for free from Andy. That is really. I packing. saw that and I was like, I want to just punch somebody. <laughs> All right, see you next time, guys. Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final; there are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we've broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again. 